MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Monday, January 16th, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Italy's number one fugitive convicted mafia boss Matteo Messina De Nero was arrested on Monday at a private clinic in Palermo, Sicily after 30 years on the run, Italian paramilitary police said. Messina De Nero was captured at the clinic where he was receiving treatment for an undisclosed medical condition. He was taken to a secret location by police immediately after the arrest, Italian state television reported. A young man, when he went into hiding, is now 60 years old. He was the last of three longtime fugitive top-level mafia bosses who had for decades eluded capture. He was trying to get service and he said, you probably don't know that I'm a big deal in the mafia. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then it all went to hell. Messino Zanero, who tried in absentia and convicted of dozens of murders, faces multiple life sentences. He is set to be imprisoned for two bombings in Sicily in 1992 that murdered two top uh, anti-mafia prosecutors. I also didn't know that they could charge you if you weren't there. Yeah, and it's yeah, they can. And, like, yeah. convict you. They That's can, and, and then the, the goal is to get you. I mean, yeah. uh, when when guys like this, like a Whitey Bulger or whatever, they, you know, they, they've gotten away with it for decades. Mm. Ultimately, do they win or is it, you know, mm. uh, because, I mean, they, they, they live far more of their life now at this point. Out they, and about. Yeah. It's a consolation prize, yeah. I guess. It's Maybe like not the a turtle wax. Not <laughs> a full win. Right. By the way, Steve, uh, Black Mass was on over I, the weekend. I watched it. Yeah. I came in at the very end where the credits were rolling oh. and they were saying the fate of everyone oh. that happened. I was like, damn it, I wanted to see that. Fifteen straight. There it is. <laughs> yes. I've been watching you. Oh no. Putting your big fat <laughs> fingers into your disgusting mouth, which is filled with God knows what kind of. Bacteria, and then you take the same big fat, f- filthy fingers, and you stuff them back into the bowl that is there for public consumption. What the f- are you thinking, Jim? Wasn't thinking, Jimmy. No, I wasn't thinking, Jimmy. I'm sorry. Just don't do it again. Yeah, so good. Uh, you, you should be able to when you come and you catch it at the end. You should be able to watch it. There should be an option if you go into the info. To start it over again. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, going to be that yeah, committed yeah, yeah. to it. I right. just wanted to see some of it. Right. Uh, yeah, so he's set to go to prison for this bombing in Sicily uh, that happened in 92, and it mur- murdered two top uh, anti-mafia prosecutors. And among other gr- grisly crimes he was convicted of is the murder of Mafia Turncoat's young son who was strangled and his body dissolved in a vat of acid. <sighs> yeah. Brutal. The arrest Monday came 30 years and a day after the capture of convicted boss of bosses Salvatore Toto Nina in a Palermo apartment after 23 years on the run. What was his name? Uh, he was Salvatore Rina. Oh, I thought it was Salvatore, Salvatore. I said Salvatore was his nickname. I'm like, that's kind of... No, the nickname was Toto. Okay, all right. Uh, Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Say that again, please. I'm sorry. Just saying. Come on, you could do it. You could do it. University of Alabama basketball player Darius Miles has been arrested and charged with murder in connection with a shooting near the campus Sunday, which left a 23-year-old woman dead. University of Alabama Athletics Department said in a statement Sunday, we were made aware of the recent charge against student-athlete Darius Miles, and he is no longer a member of the Alabama men's basketball team. 20-year-old Michael Lynn Davis has also been charged in the shooting. Both suspects are charged with capital murder and are being held without bond. Investigators said Miles is the person involved, uh, only person involved 
involved uh, in this who is from the University of Alabama. Police responded to the shooting at 1.45 Sunday morning and found that uh, Jamea Janae Harris had been shot and killed while sitting in a car less than a mile from the university's campus. The driver of the car told police that someone had shot into his vehicle and said he returned fire in self-defense, possibly striking one of the suspects, investigators said. One of the suspects had been hit by the return gunfire and had a non-life-threatening wound, investigators said. It appears that the only motive to this was a minor altercation that these individuals had with the victim as they were out on the Strip. Uh, the Strip is a hub of restaurants and businesses near, near the university campus. The university said it's cooperating with the investigation along with the athletics department. 21-year-old Miles is a junior at the university and is from Washington, D.C. Before he was removed from the team, Miles was playing his third season as a forward for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yesterday marked the first day of a liquor and wine price increase for state-owned stores across Pennsylvania. The increase went into effect on January 15th. The Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board approved a 4% increase last month, citing inflation. They also have to offset annual operating costs from the last four years. This is the first time since 2019 that liquor and wine prices have gone up in Pennsylvania. You said you're going to start making bathtub wine. Are you doing that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I bought cases uh, before yesterday. Oh, did no. you? No, 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 you know no, I didn't. But I did notice that I actually went yesterday. I did notice, uh, you know, some of this normal stuff that I get. I yeah, noticed price, price. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, Kath, you know people who make their own wine. I know people. Uh, <laughs> no, it's no. Usually, if they make their own wine, it's disgusting. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I, well, I know a couple of people that do. Uh, I don't drink, so I don't. Uh, I don't know how it tastes. But I, I didn't know how cost-effective it was to, to make do, your own wine. To make your own wine. I know that people. Uh, there are a couple of people I know that that do it and um, they enjoy you, it. Yeah, but I think if you're going to do it right, it is going to be uh, probably. A, it's pretty yeah. pricey and right. it takes a long time. And instead, I of, think they do it more for the creative aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a hobby, of course. and it's something they can give you on the holidays that you can immediately throw out. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Whenever you get that yeah. bottle, oh, this no, is great. With no label. You're like, uh, oh, thank you. Right in the trash. All right. It's- <laughs> wow. All right. Wow. Then. Okay. It's sports. Oh, yeah. There are some wineries that can't get it right. You think uh, some guy in his basement's getting it right? right. <laughs> <laughs> the Sixers beat the Lakers yeah. 113 to 112 last night. They did it! LeBron James became the second player in NBA history to score 38,000 career points. Wow. wow. But Joel Embiid had 35 points and 11 rebounds, and James Harden added 24 points and 13 assists for the Sixers, who swept the season series and beat the Lakers for the sixth straight time. The Sixers will stay in L.A. for tomorrow night's game against the Clippers. Tip-off will be at 10 o'clock. The Flyers, who beat the Washington Capitals on Saturday, have won seven of their last eight games. Uh, are, they're on the road this afternoon with a game against the best team in the NHL, the Boston Bruins. The Bruins have only five regulation losses this season and have 33 wins and 70 points. The puck will drop at 1 o'clock this afternoon. In the NFL, there were three wildcard games yesterday and two on Saturday. The 49ers beat the Seahawks in San Francisco on Saturday, and the Jaguars beat the L.A. Uh, Chargers in Jacksonville. Yesterday, the Bills beat the Dolphins in Buffalo in Minnesota. The New York Giants beat the Vikings. And last night in Cincinnati, Sam Hubbard returned Tyler Huntley's fumble 98 yards 
yards for a tie-breaking wow. touchdown in the fourth quarter, helping the Bengals beat the Baltimore Ravens 24-17. to Now, the Giants are the lowest remaining seed in the NFC, which means they'll play the top-seeded Eagles on Saturday at the link. And tonight, the wild-card round wraps up with the Dallas Cowboys heading to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Kickoff is at 8-15. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome back from the, the weekend, gang, and uh, happy to see you all again. Hopefully a decent weekend. It was a little bit on the chilly side, but yes. nonetheless, sunshine, no rain. Uh, and that continues on with some warmer temperatures, and we have some things to reset with this week. We have a new Word of the Week prize. This is really cool. We have an Impractical Jokers Mega VIP prize pack. the hell is that? Okay, it's a lot. So you get uh, four of the best seats in the house for the show, which, by the way, is going to be February 3rd, and this will be at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. So you get four of the best seats in the house, transportation to and from the show, a merch pack, and you get the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to introduce Q, Murr, and Sal to the crowd wow. at the show. That's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had the pleasure of being able to do that before, and it's really cool, and they're super nice guys, and you will have a blast with this. So we will do the letter of the day at the end of the show, and on Friday we will give that away. And This is all part of this event that's coming up Friday, February 3rd, and tickets are on sale now at uh, Ticketmaster, and it's the Drive, 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 Drive tour <laughs> that they're doing. We spoke to, who do we speak to not Mer? that long ago? It was, no, it was uh, Q. It was That's a Q. Right. Yeah, yeah, we was talked Q. to Q not that long ago. So um, we also have, throughout the morning, uh, tickets to the Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival, uh, tickets to the uh, Wings and Toronto Rock game coming up this Saturday, and a few other things that we'll have the opportunity to snag. And we do have a guest on the program, too. His name is Rob Zellum. And he is with the Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena, the JPL. This is where some of the most important aspects of the uh, of the whole space exploration program come from. Some, yeah. of the, some of the most important ideas have come out of the JPL. He is on this morning, and that means we're going to do a Space Cowboy segment. Because oh, how exciting. Seen, You're going to need some wine, Kathy. I've seen like... <laughs> Three or four space-oriented stories that were really interesting that came together. So we're going to put that all together with Rob later on this nice. morning. Nine o'clock hour, we'll do the uh, the Space Cowboy, which we haven't done in a long time. Listen, we, we love it. And there's yeah. so many. This guy is, I don't know why someone who's so accomplished would listen to our show. But there we go. Oh, God yeah. By the me. way, he's a big fan of our show. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons we're having him on. So he's going to uh, he's gonna check in with us later on this morning. So that stuff and a hodgepodge of other things that we'll get into through the course of the morning or what is taking place today. So uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. A big stack of entertainment stories pass along to you. Critics' Choice Awards were last night. Reveal some of that stuff. Stupid question and giveaways when we get back. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
We'll do the stupid question this morning. Going to give away a four-pack of tickets for the 25th annual Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival, which is coming up Friday through Sunday at the PA Convention Center. So the question I have for you, I never knew this, a male swan is called a what? And don't say male swan. 215-263-WMMR. A male swan is called a what? If you know the answer, call now, 215-263-WMMR. Stop looking at me, Swan. And we will have a prize for you. <laughs> hey, just wait for it, because it's one of my favorites. I only have five birthdays to mention what? today. Yep, being the uh, 16th, what? What? 16th uh, day of January. And, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Mel. What? Uh, <laughs> he gets pissed off. He likes birthdays. Every yeah. little thing. He used to work at Chuck E. Cheese. Bothers him. What? what? Uh, it's Debbie Allen's birthday today. What? Yeah, it's Debbie Allen's birthday today. Of fame, fame? Of fame, fame. From the movie, the, the movie and the, and the TV, TV show. And the TV series, yes. Right? And she produced fame, fame. She had uh, on the show that uh, that line, you want, you want, you got big dreams, you want yeah. fame? Yeah, fame costs. Look, fame costs, it's in sweat. Yeah. And it starts right here, something like that. It's yeah, poop. So. Yeah, and poop, <laughs> and, and a little bit of poop. If Maybe you're doing some, it right, yeah. You if you don't have poop at the end of the day, you yeah. haven't sweat. Sweat and poop. Uh, Debbie Allen is 73 years old today. Who is, Does she have a famous sister? She does. I think Rashid... Uh, Felicia Rashad? Felicia Rashad, Rashad that is correct, um, yes. I think Debbie Allen won a... Uh, did she get a um, a Kennedy Center honor? Ooh. Uh, it sounds I like she might have gotten maybe one. Maybe so. Uh, I will have Nick verify that. Yeah. yeah. In fact, her photo in, on Wikipedia is her wearing that, uh, that rainbow-colored um, so uh, award. No- Ain't no loser. Uh-uh. Um, she, she she went for fame. She got fame. The, uh, she the... had to cost a little bit of poop. <laughs> Sorry, Casey. Go ahead. No. Uh, in the in the TV show Scrubs, yes. uh, the the one doctor's boyfriend. She's a nurse. Yes, looks exactly like very Debbie. much like her. They're not related, are no, they? No, no. She just looks a lot like her. So Debbie Allen is seventy three today. Uh, the great AJ Foyt, uh, four time winner of the Indianapolis five hundred. And I wanted to look that up because I thought that four is the max that anybody's ever won, and it's indeed true. So he and three other people are the only ones who have ever won that race four times. It's it was pretty amazing. Uh, A.J. Foyt, Alan or Sr., Rick Mears, and Helio Castroneves. Uh, and the great A.J. Foyt turns 88 today. Uh, it's Kate Moss's birthday ah. today. Supermodel. Former Johnny Depp squeeze. Brought forward the heroin chic look back in the 1990s. Never, ever, 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 ever did it for me back then. Yeah. But today? Yeah. Really? Actually pretty cute. Look at you. Yeah. The older they get, the more you like them. Well, yeah. she also filled out a little bit. She was way too thin for me. So so is the point when you find them hot when they get their AARP card? That's exactly <laughs> it. So she had been a part of the uh, the depositions uh, Absolutely. For, for Johnny and came out in his defense in that he never did anything to her and that any stories that were uh, that lived out there, because there was a story that he supposedly pushed her down the stairs or something like that, and she was like, no, it wasn't true Didn't happen, at yeah. all. Uh, so she's 49 today. Uh, the great John Carpenter. Love John Carpenter. Yeah, a lot of great movies, including The Fog and Halloween, of course, a classic. His uh, version of The Thing is a, a towering classic. Yep, and he brought us Escape from New York and so on. He is uh, 75 today. What did you think of Christine? Uh, oh, I enjoyed Christine. Yep. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was interesting. The book is uh, way different. Yeah, uh, I read that many, many years later and didn't realize that it's a, it had a real different take on it. But uh, no, I liked Christine. And then the last birthday, uh, the man's a genius, Lynn Manuel Miranda, uh, brought us uh, Hamilton and 
Mary Poppins returns and uh, Tick, Tick, Boom and, uh, well, at least even the film Tick, Tick, yes. Boom. Yes, which I uh, I love. I think it's it's so well done. I am just I'm blown away at the, the people that can compose plays, uh, musicals. It's it's brilliant. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. It's, it's such an incredible talent. Well, and a lot of them do it you know, with multiple people, uh, you know, composers. He he pretty much seems to have everything under his reign, like he's doing it all. Yeah. There is a really great mashup with him and Ben Platt. So they take one song from Hamilton and then another song from... Uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen, and they mix it together. It's a found and... Uh, oh, I can't remember. But anyway, it's a match a mashup, and it's really great. It's available on iTunes. And you know what? He, as a, as a performer... Uh, he's he's not as sharp no. as as the other people that he hires the Broadway people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still great. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when I first saw Hamilton. I'm like, boy, the guy playing Hamilton is not yeah. quite as good he as stinks. all the other singers. <laughs> he's he's okay. Okay. I'm like, he's okay. Yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. I was like, that's right. It stinks. Who's this loser? Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're he, better than that. He wrote everything, yeah. uh-huh. and he can perform. I everything. hope you didn't audition for the composer. He's a genius. Uh, so, Lynn Manuel Miranda is 43 years old today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. A male swan is known as what? Two Stop one... looking at me, swan. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Chris, see if we can get the answer. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, what's up? Yo, Chris, we're looking to see if you know the answer. A male swan is called a what, please? Is it a cob? A cob. Wow. Oh. That is correct. Cob. Yeah, I wasn't familiar cob. with that. Hang on, Chris. We're going to set you up. you got a four-pack of tickets for the 25th Annual Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival Friday through Sunday at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. 1,500 of the world's best tattoo artists are coming to Philly to tattoo you. And for tickets, you can visit villainarts.com. Have I been misunderstanding all these years? When someone has corn on the cob, they're eating it off of a swan? Maybe. Yeah, Yeah, corn on the cob. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so at the box office this weekend, Avatar The Way of Water uh, is number one with 38.5 mil, uh, followed by Megan at number two, uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Witch, A Man Called Otto, Plane, House Party, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, The Whale was eighth, and then you had a Want to Dance with Somebody, and uh, Walter Viraya. Uh, wrapping up the top 10. Uh, the 28th Annual Critics' Choice Awards uh, were on the CW last night, hosted by Chelsea Handler. Uh, the big winners for the evening were Better Call Saul, Abbott Elementary, and The Dropout for television, and Everything Everywhere All at Once for film. Everything Everywhere All at Once took home Best Picture. Wow. While Brendan Fraser took home Best Actor for his role in The Whale. And uh, he teared up quite a bit during his acceptance speech. It was very emotional. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kate Blanchett won for uh, one best actress for her role in Tar. What is Tar about? Does anybody a, know? A composer uh, who is at the top of her game, but has a big ego. Okay, and it's sort of the way she. Um, can uh, communicate through music, but has a hard time in interpersonal relationships. Okay, interesting. And she's super huge and overweight. Oh, wait, that's the whale. Yeah, that's the whale. Yeah, that's the whale. Yeah, uh, mirroring the Golden Globes, Abbott Elementary won the award for Best Comedy Series, while Jeremy Allen White took home Best Actor in a Comedy Series for his work in The Bear. 
and Angela Bassett and Kihi Kwan won Best Supporting Actress and Actor for their roles in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. So, uh, Kihei, that's really cool. It's, what a year. That he's winning. What like a year. This, man. Unbelievable. I, I love that. I saw the Good Hollywood Reporter did a uh, roundtable, and they had a whole bunch of, um, of, of award nominees and winners this year. And he was on that panel, and he was with a whole bunch of other actors, and he's pressing, he legitimately cannot comprehend yeah. that where he was to the point where he was like, all right, you know, I'm going to try it one last time, and then within just a couple of weeks, everything. His, his success trajectory is kind of reminding me of um, uh, oh, uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Mm-hmm. Same thing. A little bit. Very you know, similar. He had, he had, he had a, a, Without the alcohol. A big character yeah. at one point in his career, everything went away, yeah. and then he'd said, you know what, I'll give this a try again, and then boom, started picking up. Uh, great roles and proven that they could do it. I didn't know until this weekend, but uh, apparently he was the stunt director on X Men. Did you yes. guys know that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I so had no he's, idea. He's, a, he's a, an accomplished martial artist. Yeah, wow. and he was. I saw him on set with Hugh Jackman training him, and they, you know, it was, it was really cool to see them still working in Hollywood, even if it wasn't getting big acting roles. Best supporting actor and actress categories for television were awarded in pairs on the show, which is kind of interesting, uh, with Jennifer Coolidge and Giancarlo Esposito accepting the awards for drama. Uh, Nicey Nash Betts and Paul Walter Hauser winning for limited series or made-for-TV movie awards. And Cheryl Lee Ralph and Henry Winkler taking home the comedy awards. So that's the last awards show for the season, correct? Oh, no. We're just getting started. <laughs> uh, by the way, Kate Hudson presented Janelle Monet with the See Her Award, sharing a montage of Monet's roles in films like Harriet and Hidden Figures. Uh, beginning her acceptance speech, Monet said that her pronouns are she, her, they, them, and free-ass mother effer. <laughs> uh, she commented on how her family has influenced her choice to play marginalized characters. She said, my mother was a janitor, my father was a trash man, my, God, my grandmother was a sharecropper in Aberdeen, Mississippi. And she said, and it's personal because I am non-binary, I am queer, and my identity influences my decisions and my work. And John Goodman presented um, Jeff Bridges with the Lifetime Achievement Award, calling him a legend and introducing a compilation of Bridges' numerous roles over the years, including his first major role in 71 for The Last Picture Show. And during his acceptance speech, this is pretty funny. Well, besides this fact, there, there are a couple things he said. He said that uh, his father, Lloyd Bridges, it was his birthday on that day. Ah. He was wearing his cufflinks to the event. He said, I wouldn't be up here without my dad. And then I he, brought his skull. And then later he said he shared that he had to look at his IMDb to remember his roles over the years. <laughs> he said, looking at those pictures, I've got to admit, I checked out IMDb to look at my stuff <laughs> to prepare for the night. And I said, wow, I've made a lot of movies. <laughs> so there you go. Jeff I wasn't Bridges. in the notebook. Yeah, the um, uh, the fact that he beat cancer and is looking as good as he uh, he does right now is, is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a follow-up on Lisa Marie Presley. Apparently she owed a substantial amount of debt including a million dollars in back taxes in the months before her tragic death. The word, the word is she sort of whittled her way through, like she had like a like $100 million that was part of her, um, you know, her, uh, from her, her dad passing and what was uh, supposed to go to her, and she she just lost it all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the Radar Online obtained court documents filed as a part of her divorce battle with her ex-husband, Michael Lockwood, and that guy's a character. Yeah, yeah, Bill uh, Keeper. And uh, they've been battling over child support for the past uh, year or so. Uh, the two had recently reached a settlement where Lisa Marie uh, agreed to pay $6,000 a month to Michael for the 14-year-old twins, Harper and Finley. Uh, they split up in uh, 2016. Um, and she had avoided paying child support for years due to her finances being a mess. At one point, 
Uh, she owed uh, millions of dollars in taxes. In 2004, she sold off 85% of her interest in Elvis' estate for around $100 million. Years later, she was heavily in debt. However, last year, Michael went back to court claiming Lisa Marie was flush with cash. He said she received a million-dollar advance for a tell-all book and was pulling in additional funds from the release of the film Elvis. And the, the story goes on to detail uh, her uh, financial situation back and forth here and there. So I don't know what all of it, every, what all is true or not. I wonder they, when she got divorced from Michael Jackson. Was there any, was there any accommodation? Alimony, anything like that? I didn't see anything in uh, in this particular story about that, so (laughs) who knows. Uh, Abbott Elementary star and recent Golden Globe winner Tyler James Williams opened up to Men's Health recently about a near-death experience he had five years ago due to Crohn's disease. Uh, At the time, Williams said that he pushed his body to the limit, not knowing that he had the disease. And one day his body, quote, just crashed and he had to have six inches of his lower intestine surgically removed. Wow. Uh, the Everybody Hates Chris actor was receiving intravenous foods and had a colostomy bag for months, uh, weighing just 105 pounds. Oh, really? He's, yeah, he didn't have... a tall dude, too. He didn't even have the strength to stand. Oh, he said, uh, holy S, uh, this could be it, he recalled thinking, adding that his body was vibrating when he went into septic shock. Uh, thankfully, Williams got better. He said, I had to learn how to stop making a dramatic change happen really quickly and learn how to have a better relationship with my body. So in Abbott Elementary, he's kind of like the, the Jim, the uh, John Krasinski um, of the show. He's the one you, you will see the, um, the, you know, the, the sort of double take or his expression can sell a joke. He's very funny. Yeah. Uh, well, Crohn's disease uh, did a number on him big yeah, time. Yeah, so yeah. it can be very, very serious. A casual date night for Britney Spears and husband Sam Ashgari. At a restaurant in Los Angeles Friday ended in a bizarre Britney meltdown, according to TMZ. According to witnesses, the seemingly manic 41-year-old singer began yelling and speaking gibberish, prompting Ashgari to storm out of the restaurant. Uh, The diner footage in it, uh, Spears can be seen sitting alone, muttering to herself before leaving the restaurant with her bodyguard. Her eyebrow-raising behavior uh, comes as free Britney activists fear she's still being controlled. Where are y'all going? What? <laughs> gibberish. Yeah, complete gibberish. Uh, the singer. I'm so ta-ta. I like. That's her asking if the breadsticks are endless. Uh, the singer who has not again off again relationship with social media has brazenly posted nearly nude images on Instagram of herself bathing and lounging on the beach. She's even shown herself participating in odd dances, flipping her middle finger at the camera and eating cake off the floor. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so you, 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 like everyone was pulling for her to get her autonomy and all that stuff. Uh, but, but there's. Clearly, there's there's some issues. I mean, honestly, now I look and kind yeah. of go, okay, well, yeah, maybe, maybe there needed... was, yeah, there was a reason for it, maybe. Following the end of her 13-year conservatorship. You call this lobster week? Uh, which allowed her father to control her estate. Fans were left unsure if the pop star was actually as free as she claimed to be. Uh, they especially seemed suspicious of Spears' nuptials last year. As onlookers alleged, she didn't seem to be in her right mind. Uh, while she assured fans that she couldn't breathe due to a panic attack earlier in the day, she also admitted that she hasn't had a real consciousness in three years. She hasn't had a real consciousness in three years? Yeah. Huh. Uh, looking for someone to blame, fans pointed their fingers at Ishkari, who later denied the allegations. He said, no, I don't even control what we have for dinner. I <laughs> uh, said, in the past, there had been a lot of stuff going on, so I understand where the fans are coming from. Sweetie, when you're done eating those napkins, maybe we can have something else? <laughs> wow. All right, I mentioned Chelsea Handler in the Critics' Choice Award. She appeared on The Tonight Show recently and admitted that she believed that the sun and the moon were the same entity 
until she was 40 years old. No. Yeah. We have a clip to play of this. Here we go. I didn't know until I was 40 years old that the sun and the moon were not the same thing. <laughs> I was in Africa, and my older sister Simone looked up at the sky, and she said, Chelsea, look up. It's not often you get to see the sun and the moon at the same time. And I was like, Scooby-Doo. I'm like, what? <laughs> I go, but they're always together. And as soon as I said that, she turned around. She goes, what did you say? And I just tried to gloss over it. And she said, no. I need you to tell me. And I was like, honestly, I just assumed when the sun went down, it popped back up as the moon. You know? Like, Is that not what's happening? Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. That I, um, uh, that's, yes. Someone didn't pay attention in science class. Sometimes things elude you in life, and you labor under misconceptions, and, uh, you know, yeah. This, I love this. This is a big one. The sister, though. Like, I can, I just, my cousin, who's like my sister, I can, you know, we've had that moment yeah, where yeah. she's like, what did you just say? Yeah, what, could you say that say again, that please? Again. And I'm uh-huh. like, oh, what? Oh, God, what did yeah, I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. And it's you only can't drive the, to Alaska? And it's, and it's only that person that can go, oh, my God, how stupid yeah. are you? <laughs> do you hear what you just said? You're an yeah. idiot. Uh-huh. It's always the wrong person who figures it out, assesses yeah. it out, because uh, you know yeah. they're going to run to tell it. He, he, he thinks bears actually ride motorcycles in the woods. But mm. does it, does it kind of, like, void out every single thing you've ever seen? Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, listen, she's very, very opinionated. I and, know. Um, I know. And when you hear something like that, do you kind of go, like... I don't I'm think not so. Listen to that thing you say ever again uh, on no. matters of uh, of uh, astronomy. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Agreed. Yeah, probably agreed. Yes, but but there's part of you. You'll always you always have that bullet in the gun, though. Uh-huh. You know, you thought that the yeah. sun and the moon were the same thing. Yeah. Like yeah. any time they bring up something down to the not... most like where you want to go for dinner. Uh, yeah, you uh, want to go to this place, and you thought the sun was the moon. Exactly. All right. Uh, the last of a star, Bella Ramsey, who, by the way. I love her. She was one of my absolute favorite characters on Game of Thrones. She played Liana Mormont, a, a character that was only in like three episodes, right. but had a huge impact. Is she British? She is British. Are you effing kidding me? No, and she uses an, an American accent. They're all British. What's and, happening? And uh, Well, they breed great actors. Yeah. So The Last of Us. And she recently said that she identifies as gender fluid. She said, I guess my gender has always been very fluid. Uh, someone would call me she or he, and I wouldn't really think about it. But I knew that if someone called me he, it was a bit exciting, she said. Uh, but I'm very much just a person. Being gendered isn't something I particularly particularly like. But in terms of pronouns, I really couldn't care less. So you saw the first episode last I did. Night. I loved it. I, so I'm a fan of the game. Love the first game. Second game, not so much. Uh, but... Uh, you know, it, it, to, it, for anything that's on, on a pandemic level or a, uh, you know, end of the world dystopian sort of thing, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. I mean, because I've seen so much of it. Agreed. And they really captured the feeling of the game and did it in a very dramatic way. The people behind this are the people that produced Chernobyl for HBO. Mm-hmm. So it's really good. So if you're a fan of the game, uh, check it out. And if you're not, check it out because what they're doing is really cool. My son Carter and I were checking out the, the trailer and he's played the entire, both of the games like five times through. Like he loves this game. And he's watching the, the trailer and he's like, this is almost exactly to a T the storyline of the game. Like he recognized several cut scenes from yes. watching yes. this trailer. He's like, this well, he's is exactly right. spot on exactly like yeah. the game. So. And, that, and I appreciate that because yeah. a lot of times it'll just completely discard, you know, the source material. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, according to Entertainment Tonight, 
Andy Dick was arrested on Friday for public intoxication. Oh my God, again. Yep. During the booking, officers also noticed that the actor had failed to register as a sex offender. Ooh, he forgot. Uh, Andy has been accused by multiple men of sexual battery and was convicted in November of uh, 2018 in an incident in which he allegedly grabbed an Uber driver's crotch. So how long before he actually ends up? behind bars for a while. That's a good question. I mean, because that failing to register as a sex offender is a big thing. Yeah. Uh, and he's the got other a, charges he's, against him? He's he's one of these people that needs to be, he's got to get sobered up. He's got to get completely sobered up. I think he, maybe he needs some alone time. He should probably become an interstate trucker. Mm, don't you think, you think that'll, that'll be good? That'll be good for him? Going cross country Speaking like that? Speaking of interstate truckers, did you see there's, there's, a, uh, there's a, a movie? It, it's basically... It's an action uh, movie involving lot uh, lot lizards. No, yeah, no. I kid you not. Yeah, okay. it, it is, um, and I forget the name of it. But the trailer popped up the other day, and I'm go. This is a lot lizard movie. So is one of the lot lizards the the hero in this? Yes. Wow. It, it, one of the lot lizards is the John McClane. Okay. Of this liar movie. whore, liar whore, and you know it. I I need to see yes. this then. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, is it called Lot Lizards? I think it might be. Uh, Nick just pulled up. What year did that come out, Nick? Is this this... Uh, this is last year, All 2022. Right. Do, do they have a synopsis of it? It's a movie. Right. Uh, it says, this is a story for about four women who hustle gullible men on the streets of Memphis selling sex at truck stops. Angie is the bottom chick who is often beaten and sexually abused by her pimp Slim Ice. In a matter of seconds, Angie's life turns uh, from main chick to boss lady when she kills her pimp in self-defense. That's a different one. And now Angie must teach the other girls how to take what they want. Wow, it turns out there's a couple of lot lizards. I guess movies. there's a few lot yeah, lizards, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Robbie Knievel, uh, daredevil motorcycle jumper, following in the tire tracks of his thrill-seeking father, including uh, Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas in 1989 and the Grand Ca- Canyon Chasm a decade later, uh, died in Nevada. His brother said he was 60 years old. Uh, Robbie Robbie was successful in that world, he was. too. Very he did much very so. well. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, he died early Friday at hospice in Reno after battling pancreatic cancer, according to Kelly Knievel, his brother. So I tried to follow my dad's success with tightrope walking, but mm. um, I gave it up. Uh, so uh, Kelly said, daredevils don't live easy lives. He was a great daredevil. People don't really understand how scary it is what my brother did. Uh, as a boy, Robbie Knievel began on his bicycle to emulate his famous father, Evil Knievel, who died in 2007. <laughs> we, how many kids have long-lasting injuries from trying to emulate oh, these yes. guys? Oh, uh, I'm not going to jump. I did. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to jump over this hole. Building ramps and yeah. doing whatever. Yeah, it was all about Evil Knievel. Uh, but where Evil uh, had famously almost died from his injuries when he crashed his Harley-Davidson during a jump over the Caesars Palace fountains in Vegas in 1967... Robbie completed the jump in 1989 using a specially designed Honda. You ever want to see something cringeworthy? Watch the slow motion video oh, yeah. of Evil Knievel crashing uh, while jumping over that Caesar's Palace fountain. It looks like a dummy. Yeah, being a shot body out of the cannon, crumbling. Yeah, uh, as he is, uh, and it's they got it in super slow motion. It's messed up. I always thought they should jump over something intrinsically casino or you know the Vegas or Atlantic City, and they should have had about two hundred older uh, 
uh, senior citizens with cups full of quarters. All right. Right. That would That's be, very yeah. Vegas. Working at these slot machines. See if we can get volunteers <laughs> uh, to be a part of that. That footage, though, is classic. Did they used to show that at the uh, in the beginning of the world? ABC's uh, Wide World of Sports? I'm not sure. Yeah. Not sure. Steve, the movie you were talking about is called Candyland. That's it. And uh, starring William Baldwin. Uh, among others, uh, and it comes oh, it's out. It's a Billy later. Baldwin movie. Yes, yeah, comes out later this year. All right, lot lizards. Uh, by the way, uh, Robbie Knievel's brother recalled other stunts, including a 2004 jump over a row of military aircraft on the deck of the aircraft uh, carrier USS Intrepid, a uh, museum in New York, and uh, he also promoted himself as Captain Robbie Knievel and set several stunt records, but also failed in several attempts. In '92, he was injured when he crashed into. Uh, the 22nd of 25 pickup trucks ah! lined across a 180-foot span. Uh, an injury took a toll on him. He had uh, he died with uh, three daughters at his side, Kristen Knievel, Carmen Knievel, and Maria Collins. How do you get, I mean, the, the insurance. I mean, you know, when you're doing that for a living, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what, you got, yeah. how's that even yeah. attainable? I don't know who the hell is going to cover you, yeah. you know? Uh, Miss USA, Arbani Gabrielle, a fashion designer model from Texas, was crowned Miss Universe Yay. on Saturday night. I had yeah. no idea it was happening. No, neither did I. Miss Gabrielle, uh, who is uh, 28 years old, competed against nearly 90 participants from around the world. The 71st Miss Universe pageant held in New Orleans. Uh, she donned the Miss Universe sash and crown on stage and accepted a bouquet of flowers as chance of USA filled the arena. Amanda Dudamel, Ms. Venezuela, was the first runner-up. The second runner-up was Miss Dominican Republic, Adrienne Martinez. She says her platform is to get more U.S. Americans mapped. Oh, is that what it is? Ms. Gabrielle succeeded last year's winner, Harnaz Sandhu of India, and was the first time Miss USA has won uh, Miss Universe since 2012 when Olivia Culpo of Rhode Island wore the crown. So there's a bit of controversy because she is... They feel that there might have been a little bit of favoritism. Um, and then a whole bunch of other people said, uh, what does it matter? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she is the first Filipino-American to hold the title. Uh, she's a former high school volleyball player who went on to study fashion and design at the University of North Texas, according to her pageant bio. So she's wearing an outfit here, Kathy. Would you ever wear that? Uh, it seems very conservative, right? <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> I mean, there's literally, almost literally no front to it. My knockers would be out everywhere. (laughs) Yep, that they would. Uh, So, uh, Chrissy Teigen has uh, had a baby. Oh. They had another baby. Yes, on Wednesday, January 11th, the model pulled her Twitter followers to find out how much waxing down there while pregnant would hurt. And one fan responded, why even bother? She said she was trying to do the doctors a solid. And just two days later, she uh, she and uh, John Legend welcomed their new baby. The proud dad was actually the first to share the family's happy update. He announced their new addition that evening while performing a private concert, uh, explaining that, quote, they'd had the little baby this morning. Uh, he said he didn't get a lot of sleep. Uh, still, the 12-time Grammy winner told attendees he felt energized, and what a blessed day. How many kids do they have? I believe this is their Second one? No, I'm sorry, third. So uh, the couple has yet to reveal the new baby's name uh, or first photos. The little one joins older siblings Luna, who is six, and Miles, who is four. And uh, this is their rainbow baby coming more than two years after Tegan and Legend suffered the loss of their son Jack before his birth. I have what they're suggesting is the name Balky Webster Legend. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's uh, cool. Yeah. That's, I love that. Wait, what's the rainbow baby again? That comes after a lost baby? Is that I, what it is? I, I assume that's yeah. what that means. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Tegan waited until August 3rd to announce her latest pregnancy, explaining on Instagram uh, that she was too nervous to do so before then. A uh, couple more quick things. Let's see. Yeah, we'll do two more things here real quick. Uh, Entertainment Tonight reports that Amy Roback and TJ Holmes mm-hmm. have not yet been ousted from GMA3, but uh, the outlook isn't good. And a source told the publication that they each hired lawyers because uh, there is an ongoing investigation, and that's what you do when that happens. They think they're going to be canned? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I can't. It's so weird because it's so weird because it doesn't seem like. It's not that huge an infraction, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And then one last thing. In an Instagram post shared on Saturday, Sarah Jessica Parker teased uh, fans that John Corbett's return to And Just Like That is going to happen. <laughs> uh, the photo shows Parker and Corbett holding hands as they walk in the middle of a New York City street. So Chris Noth, um, died, no, spoiler alert, right? He died at the beginning of this last season or this yes. series. Or, okay, so he's Peloton, over, right? right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so uh, I I didn't watch the show all that much, but he, uh, he was a long term. Uh, this guy was a long term. John love, Corbett. John Corbett. I believe so. Yeah, yeah if I remember correctly. And uh, Michelle Burishnikov, uh, Mikhail Burishnikov, and um, Ron Livingston. Those were her, there you her go. four main squeezes. Oh, really? But she ended up with Big. Burishnikov? No, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, she, yeah, Big. Oh, was... she, she dated Burishnikov. No, I was just for a saying while. I didn't know he uh, was on the show. Yeah, right? he was yeah. On I the... didn't watch the show, so he was on the on the show for a stretch, and then when it ended, it was with Big, and then there was uh, two movies that came, and now this show. Okay, so there's a lot of uh, boyfriends in there. <laughs> it's All right, uh, we're ready to roll some clips for you this morning. All right, let's start with this, Alice Darling. Follows a young woman struggling through the hardships of an abusive relationship. And in this clip, uh, Anna Kendrick talks about the life lessons that she has learned from her character. I knew the experience and I knew what I wanted the performance to be. And that even though there might be like long stretches of the movie where it didn't feel like Alice was especially likable, that the performance was on a certain trajectory and that it would be a whole performance rather than a collection of scenes that worked. Shut the f*** up! Alice Darling hits theaters everywhere on Friday. Didn't you think that, I mean, her her career has been good, but didn't you assume she'd be further along or more getting more plum roles than she gets? Uh, Leading roles? Yeah. Um, Maybe. Oscar winner? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For uh, Up in the Air, right? Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess so. I mean, she's, it's interesting because... I, I love her. I think she's great. Everything she's been in, I do like, and I think she's really cute and, yeah. and uh, affable and all that. But she's kind of, she's really small in stature. Mm-hmm. I think that might be kind of hard to, to pull the leading role. You know what I mean? And possibly, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I, I, I dig I think she's I think she's great at everything she does. Next clip, here we go. The Old Way takes a Western film and makes modern... Uh, with an old gunslinger attempting to avenge his late wife with his daughter by his side. And here Nick Cage explains the father-daughter bond and the shared traits that turn them to a life of violence. With this Colton Briggs character and his daughter, Brooke Briggs, these are two social misfits that don't know how to fit into society. They don't know how to laugh at people's jokes. They don't know how to cry at funerals. 
They don't know how to feel love, and they both have a propensity towards violence. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> uh, the old way is out now in theaters. Kind of sounds like his relationship in uh, Kick Ass with his daughter. Yes, ah, uh, yeah. Actually, that's uh, the, yeah. I love that relationship. Yeah. All right, there you go. Entertainment report for today, this Monday morning. Uh, we will take a break. We'll come back in just a second or two. We got the sun coming up. It's a beautiful morning, and we hope you'll hang out with us. Stay with us. Smashing pumpkins. Bowl beat. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I'm, I'm going to... I have some breaking news for you guys. As oh, well. Really? Oh, you, don't, you don't need to do the breaking oh, news sound man. or anything like that. But um, uh, on <laughs> Thursday, I took a quick flight up to Maine uh, just to buy a Mega Millions lottery oh, ticket. I'm and it's guy. you? I'm oh, the guy. God. Yeah, I won right. the $1.35 million, billion. Dude, can I tell you guys something? I took a freaking nap on Friday afternoon. Freaking nap. In my nap, I had a dream about the Powerball numbers. Okay. When I woke up, I, I tried my hardest to remember the numbers. I could only remember two <laughs> numbers from my dream. There were 43 and 45. Okay. Those two, those two numbers came out in the Powerball. Stop. I crap you not. Well, actually, you wouldn't have won because uh, it was Mega Millions. At, uh, That's what I meant to say, okay. Mega Millions. Right. Um, well, but... I- I would bring this information to them yeah. to see if there's, dude. You if have there's anything they can do. No idea. I I laid there on my on my couch. Yes, like a there's a gentleman outside who said he dreamt of the two two of the numbers. Yeah, yeah. I um I texted them to myself. I, I sat there probably I lay there probably for a good twenty minutes or so. Just going, like, trying. Do you have, have you ever tried to remember a dream? Yes. Where you're like, I can only remember parts of it, and those are the two numbers that. Boom, that, that Do you believe out. that perhaps the, the the everything was revealed to you and you had more numbers? You have no idea because I'm you can't saying, remember them. The two that I remembered were 43 right. and 45. Mm, and that's know. pretty, that's, among, you know, figuring all of the, the combinations and potentials, that's pretty did you, sharp. If, did you determine that you would remember those numbers after you learned of the winning numbers? No, 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 because I, I played them. Okay. I went to the store uh, okay, and I played those numbers and my wife came into the room and she started talking to me. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I just had a dream about the Mega Millions. I'm like, I'm, you know, like. Yeah, leave me alone. Uh, did you get anything? Because sometimes no. two numbers. Two okay. numbers and, and no Mega Ball. Yeah, that's nothing. Okay, mm-hmm. now remind me. Our friend, Jim Antez, who, by the way, is going to start working with us. I remember, is wonderful. I remind you. All right. So when you dream about defecating, uh-huh. you're supposed to play a certain combination. 933. 933. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to play those in a, like, a three-pick you box lottery. It. You box okay. it, yeah. And that's been his family's standard, Go-to. Uh, it was know, in rule. a dream book. It was in a dream book. And then I guess when you have, when you have, in this dream book that they had... If you had certain dreams, there were numbers that that corresponded to whatever. Has he ever like, won? What's that? Has yes, he ever- he has. Oh yeah, that's yeah. why he's coming back to work here. Yeah. No, okay. no, they've they've won some smaller. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just a daily number. You're not gonna, you know, you're not, yeah, not getting millions and millions, but you can Dang. get uh, thousands. He's just dreaming about regular poop, not diarrhea. That's when you win the mega millions. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, that's when it really flows. Uh, but it's odd, and I can't remember the last time I ever dreamt about pooping. 
Um, no, it doesn't oh, work dude. its way into my uh, no. because I, I, you know, it's not something that really folds itself into my subconscious. You dream about it? Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> such a can't wait to poop, dude. Do you ever? I'm sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but uh, at uh, wetting the bed. Dreaming that you're going to the bathroom. It's very wild. Oh my god! I had that dream on Friday night. You're, are you're, oh. a, or a nocturnal surprise? No, this was just urination, yeah. and uh, I woke up on the couch, terribly afraid that I had pissed myself, and that, and I had to go upstairs. And I mean, you know, I guess maybe that helped to wake me up or whatever. But I had to be in the middle of the night, and oh. I had that dream right before that. I remember the handful of times that it did happen as a kid. Literally, that was it. I was dreaming that I'm going yeah. to the bathroom, and the relief felt so good. Until you had that warm, yes. visceral sensation that wakes you up, and it's like, "Oh my god!" Do you, you ever wake up that to find yourself pissing on your neighbor in their bed? No, uh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I have not. Hmm. It, well, a friend of mine might have. No, it, it is a weird thing that it is so uh, you, because you can have dreams that are so tactile and so real in your mind. Yes, and so that it's weird that that could actually, but you know. <laughs> There's a shock, like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. This is really happening. Yeah, yeah. So, Casey, uh, you're dreaming of uh, of pooping. Yeah. Have you ever actually been pooping? Like no. A, okay. No, no, right. no, no. And I think Nick had brought, uh, he had looked it up on the interwebs about what, you know, dreaming of that means. And I think he said something along the lines of, like, maybe that day, like, you reveal too, like, you're talking too much, you reveal too much about, like, yourself or whatever. And so... Um, maybe on those particular days, I, you know, because we talk on the radio and, right. and, and I'm, I've heard you <laughs> and I'm kind of an open book for the most part. Yes. And so maybe, uh, subconsciously I'm like, ah, I shouldn't have said that. Okay. You know, diarrhea of the mouth. Yes. Yeah. Of thing. That's a form of poop. By the way, Casey handed me his, uh, his lottery tickets here. He bought single plays. There you go. He felt that strongly yeah. about the, uh, about numbers 43 and 45. Uh, so you uh, do you get a free? No, I don't know. No, I, I get nothing. nothing. But I, so you should contact them though. Make a case. You like you'll notice that uh, the, these are the exact same numbers no, on two no, separate no. tickets. No, one of them's uh, is the Mega Ball different? Forty three, forty five. No, they're exactly the same. Everything's the same. Oh. Three eight nineteen forty three forty five. Well, sometimes you don't win with one of them, Wait, but you'll so win you the win, other. Would you win twice? No. Well, no. He'd split it with himself. <laughs> I, I won four billion dollars. No, but Kathy, let's say I got all five numbers right and not the Mega Ball, I'd win two million dollars. Yes, okay. true. You true. Know? Uh, no, then that's a mistake. I, I I probably meant to change one of the other three numbers. A three eight nineteen. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, somebody from Maine won it. Good so for them. That's over. And now we drop down to the piddly $20 million. So had it reached, was it at that point (laughs) the highest? It was the largest jackpot. So it was, um, let me see here. I've got the breakdown of this. Uh, The ticket holder's victory marks the first jackpot win for Maine. It is the second largest victory behind the $1.53 billion won in October of 2018. Wow. But another $1.337 billion was won in 2022. And the now third largest Mega Millions jackpot, jackpot ended with a winner in De Plaine. Uh, Plaine. Uh, 20 miles. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Yeah. De Plaine, uh, Illinois. Yes, my friend. Northwest of Chicago. Powerball's <laughs> up to $416 million. Really? Yeah. So Does any, do you think, Nick, anybody takes takes any of these staggering amounts in the in the installment? Right? Doesn't, yeah, that's a good question. I, I wonder Probably. who would do that because, 
at this point, if you're going to walk away with a couple hundred million dollars... You know, so yeah, the uh, cash the... value on this one, Steve, is uh, two hundred twenty-four point <laughs> nine million, and, and so the drawing is for Powerball is tonight. Yeah, I mean, and then Ooh. you still, so you 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 get your money immediately. You you take it quickly, and then just the interest on that alone is going to be enough to yeah. to carry you for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take a. Uh, I'm going to dream hard. Dream yeah, hard. Dream very yeah, hard. hard. Dream get some numbers. <laughs> go to sleep. Go to bed now. So Five thirty. I got to dream hard. My big dilemma here, Steve, is is when I eventually do win this this grand jackpot, and I went and I go to share my money. Yes. Uh, for the people that are already are doing pretty well in life, and they don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. You can give them the option though, if you want. Yeah. How well do you think you're doing? But I feel like you know I don't want to give them the, you know the giant fu like. I have, yeah. a question. I have a question. You think about this a lot. Oh yeah. It's, okay. It's the best part of playing the lottery. Like okay. that whole day. Yeah, you're buying oh. that fantasy. Oh my god, Friday. Yeah. Oh, it was, true. A, it was the best fantasy day ever. I, I used to, and I haven't in a long time. I, I used to fantasize about it. Now oh, I just really? buy and go about my day. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially when it comes to the big jackpots. Like I, that's the you're, you're buying the fantasy. You get wrapped up. Days. Yeah, for I, sure. But uh, we've uh, talked internally a few times, Casey, about. Uh, who amongst our group gets in? It's everybody in this room, and Marissa and Kyle used to be Nick Murphy, but not anymore. And Chuck. And, and Chuck, right? Yeah. So, but here's my question: uh, What do you tell Bill? <laughs> See ya. I say, listen, go ahead and retire right now, <laughs> right now, and I'll give you some money. Good, and I'll give you You're some paying money. him to retire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that answer. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. All right. Well, that was a. That was a big one. That was a uh, one point three five billion was the uh, final. Wow. Uh, that, that, by the way, uh, the news winners sum equates seven hundred twenty three million in cash. Uh, they could decide between thirty annuity payments uh, worth one point three five billion before taxes or the one time cash payment. And Steve, I guess it might depend on if you want to set up, you know, for your family for your uh, yeah uh, your um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for descendants. Yeah, your descendants, I guess so, and, and to parse that out. And no. F them. Yeah. The payment's <laughs> over to them because you can only use so much. All right. Uh, you know what? The, I realized this, that was something I noticed. Oh, and, my uh, God. Oh, yeah, I, I apologize, but I will notice. notice minutes, we've been living a lie. We've been noticing things all along. Yeah, we didn't even notice that we were noticing. Uh, but Across you're an empty field, down an empty alleyway. He's always there <laughs> noticing. I'm not going to make him wear the mask, though. Just... All right, thank you. I need to get a new mask, actually. Uh, so I did notice uh, this happened on Friday night. There was a there was a close call at uh, JFK yeah. Airport. Uh, two planes almost uh, smashed wow. into each other. Wow. Yeah, uh, it was a Friday night. There was a plane uh, crossing a runway and another one that was getting ready to take off. If they only had, if there was something like radar or something that could give them indications. <laughs> uh, well, they were they were all on the ground, so yeah, they didn't yeah. need radar. Uh, so uh, and and apparently there's audio of the traffic controller going uh, saying the f word and then going Delta 1943 cancel takeoff clearance Delta 9, 1943 cancel takeoff clearance. So I wonder if it's air traffic control's fault. It probably yeah I'm sure it was. Uh, um, or well, that's a guess. I don't know. They they generally know where those aircraft are at every, uh, at any given time. But, but I wonder if like on the ground, is it still the pilot? Like once, like when, when does air traffic control uh, tell them? You know, like are they allowed to to kind of go around cruise around, and, cruise around? No. Or is air traffic control telling them everything okay, they you do? Can make a right, you can make a left. Everything, everything they do is air traffic control. Absolutely. 
Uh, Delta Airlines. Put your hands in the air like you just don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So American Airlines uh, departing Boeing 737 plane uh, came to a a safe stop, it said, uh, as the other crossed in front. Uh, Brian Hale, a passenger on the Delta flight, uh, said that at first he thought the abrupt stop was a mechanical issue. He said there was this abrupt jerk of the plane. And everyone was sort of thrust forward from the waist. Uh, there was an audible reaction when the brakes happened, like a gasp. And then there was a lot of, there was total silence for a couple of seconds. I uh, said it wasn't until uh, he was uh, scrolling on Twitter the next day that he realized the gravity of what could have happened on that runway. When you see your pilot out on the tarmac exchanging information with the pilot from another, <laughs> from another then plane. you know something went down. Mm. Um, so uh, my family lives in New York, and we have a family friend who is air traffic control, and she got two planes too close to each other. Not There was no like right. accident, but it was you know within their standards, it was too close, and she had to, uh, they basically said, you're, they didn't suspend her or anything, but they said, you need to take a break. And she was, like, off from work for two weeks. They said the job is so stressful. Yes. That... I've heard that. That the stress levels of air traffic controllers can be yeah. quite high. So she literally... They, they sent her home, uh, you know, after the day or whatever, and she got two weeks off, and they were like, recharge and come back. They should have masseuses there, right? To, to sort of kill the stress. Right? <laughs> that, that might grab a quick the... massage and get back on the uh, system. But they, they're they stringently moder- uh, uh, monitored, yes. uh, the air traffic controllers. And uh, anytime there's an incident, uh, they do a very thorough investigation into, man, almost anything and everything. I mean, not just, uh, you know, impairment, but... Uh, what their day was like, what their personal relationships are like, and that has to do with pilots and everybody like involved. Like in flight, when they're talking about the pilot, you know, in Denzel Washington, yeah. the, the levels of of um, okay, what state of mind were you in? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. what, what's going on in you? All of that stuff is is uh, contributing. Yeah, uh, another good example that uh, the movie Sully uh, goes yeah. into that yeah. when they're investigating that whole thing. But I had a friend of mine who was looking into being a uh, an air traffic controller for a little bit, and it's it's a it's a it's a process uh, to go through all of that. This um, is a, a probably a stupid question, but is there a difference between air traffic control and ground traffic control? I don't know. I d- that's a good question. That's a very good question. I mean, it, 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 like you would think the, when the planes are on the ground, yeah. they might delineate, but I have no idea. There probably is, Nick. Uh, that's a really good question. Not really sure. Uh, so the, replane, uh, the plane had returned to the gate, uh, and they, they deplaned. They took everybody off the plane Woo! like they were... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they, what happened? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the pilot. Yeah. By the way. What happened? Yeah. What? I'm gonna need a statement out of you, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you could clear it up a little bit. What? What? No, 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 <laughs> so what at what speed would they have collided? Did they mention? Uh no. I, I'm I'm not sure at popping um, wheelies. Uh I don't well the plane that was <laughs> that was taking off would have yeah. eventually popped a wheelie. Because when would you pop three of them. You have to achieve a ground speed, most airliners to start to take off. You're you're booking along at what speed? Uh, I uh, over hundred miles, like yeah. 100, 150 miles yeah, an hour right? or something like that. That's yeah. that's a really good question. Uh, that's Steve. when the wings start flapping, don't uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
I love I you know what and I flew recently uh and I I I love the uh I love takeoff and landing. I do too. I think it's so cool. Did you see that that footage out of Nepal of the people um the crash? The crash. I so did. there were people yeah and they were aboard and there was a Russian travel Vlogger, blogger on board who passed away, but Preston, they got that same sense of excitement during the takeoff, looking out the window. I, I love that whole. Yeah. As I know people who they, that's the part that terrifies them about flying the takeoff and the landing. So here's a uh, uh, this is from Wikipedia takeoff. It says a typical takeoff airspeeds for jetliners are in the range of 240 to 285 miles per hour. Love it! Wow, love it! That's hauling us. And then light aircraft such as a Cessna 150. Uh, takeoff is around uh, 62 miles per hour. Huh. Uh, ultralights have an even lower takeoff speed. Um, so you guys uh, heard about the, the, the rumbling and the big boom that happened I down did. in Kitmay County? I had a story I was going to send. Did I send it over to you, Preston? Nope, I got it. Okay. Uh, I had it in the bizarre file. I actually saw oh, it man, on uh, FARC.com. Uh, no, it's okay. I'll go ahead and pull that out. But, yeah, this was on Friday, um, and some thought it was an earthquake. Uh, but the U.S. Geological Survey site uh, shows no signs of seismic activity in New Jersey or neighboring states as of uh, 2.30 on Friday, or maybe Saturday was. Uh, residents from as far south as Cape May and up to uh, Manahawkin along the coast and as far west as Glassboro uh, reported feeling the shaking and, and uh, on social media, and it lasted for about 10 seconds. And they did say that a supersonic military airplane was flying a few miles off the coast yes. on Friday and could have been the cause of the rumbling. And they talked to uh, a couple of meteorologists that said because of atmospheric conditions, That's sometimes correct. it'll help cause the sound to carry further. Uh, yeah. And, well, they also said that it may have been, if it were the atmospheric conditions, that it could have been some thunderstorms uh, that were about 200 miles away from the Jersey Shore. Uh, but uh, they said uh, there could have been this uh, condition called a temperature inversion. Yeah, but, I mean, things are rattling. I, I saw, like, a, a, a ring door camera where, I mean, things were, like, shaking. And, okay. you know, Sonic Boom doesn't do that. Um, well, yeah, Sonic Boom will well, cause vibrations. Not for an extended amount of time. Right. But, yeah. yeah, Sonic Boom can absolutely cause something, you know, yeah. uh, you know, plates to rattle and things like That's, that. They've, they, they reduced airspeed so that they don't affect the ring door cameras. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, but the Naval Air Station in Maryland announced that it was running low-altitude uh, test flights on Friday and issued a noise advisory as a result of that. But, um, yeah, they said that... Um, uh, the military has an Atlantic test track for flights about three miles off the eastern seaboard, and a sonic boom would occur if a plane was flying fast enough to break the sound barrier. But I, I still didn't see any in confirmation that that you know that that's exactly what that was or not. Right. I don't know. <sighs> There's weird noise stuff that happens around here from time to time. Uh, remember the uh, the people in Delaware? That oh, were, they were hearing. It was like every weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It turned out it was people with these gigantic speakers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, you know, sound carries in different ways, especially when you're out by the water. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, yep. I, I don't know what the story... Where, how did we get to there? Uh, we were, planes. 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 And, oh. uh, and this uh, this uh, potential runway collision. Yep. At JFK. All right. Let me see what else I noticed here. Hang on. The noticer keeps noticing so you don't have to. Yeah, I saw a bunch of different noticer things. noticer is looking through his papers right now. All right. This one... One has to ask what colored clip is on the top of uh, it was a well it's a it's a yellow clip yellow clip yeah so 
Uh, Steve, you did send me this one. Uh, the Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker on oh Netflix. Yes. Uh, it's the number one documentary on the streaming service right now. Uh, and it's the story of Kai, the homeless backpacker who turned into an Internet celebrity after he used his hatchet for good on a California roadway, uh, only to be charged with a brutal murder a few months later in New Jersey. You guys remember this story? No. Wait, what did yeah. he use the hatchet for? <clears throat> so he was uh, he was getting a ride from somebody, uh, and the guy that gave him a ride... Um, had apparently tried to attack this uh, this woman. The man had uh, given him a ride. He was, uh, injured a black utility worker with his car while spewing racial slurs. A female bystander tried to come to the injured man's aid but was attacked by the driver. Mm-hmm. And then this guy, uh, his real name, hang on, Kai's, re- Kai's uh, real name is Lor- Cable, oh, I'm sorry, Caleb Lawrence McGillivary. McGillivary? McGillivary, I think. Uh, anyhow, so he had given McGillivary a ride. McGillivary then uh, took his hatchet and hit the woman's attacker, as he would later recount. And it made him a viral sensation because he, there was an interview with him, and he said, um, so I went smash, smash, smash. Oh, right. Yeah. You have that, right? right, Steve? And, you have that, that? I thought I did. Yeah, I was looking for it. Okay. And that's where the whole viral thing took off. But then, later on, he apparently murdered someone. Oh, boy. In our general area. Yes. And uh, he was buzzing for it. So I haven't watched the documentary yet. Uh, yeah, but it's it's uh, all over Netflix, and people are... It, it just premiered a little while ago. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it's a wild story, and... They all they always seem to be they always seem to be on the way here, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did you guys watch it yet? I no, started I watching not. it. I fell asleep. But uh, is it a I, series or just a standalone? I think it's a standalone. Okay, just about an hour and twenty minutes long or something like that. Maybe a little longer. I, I, drive, think... I drive home. Uh, you know, I go down Belmont and then I get on the Schuylkill Expressway heading west. And I would say half of the time I drive down that way. There are hitchhikers waiting at the bottom of the ramp. You uh, still see hitchhikers? Of really? Yeah, you don't see that kind of at the no. bottom bottom of Belmont. Uh, ramp uh, right before they make a left or a right, uh, you know, either going into Maniac or making a right up towards Belmont. Oh. I see hitchhikers there all the time, like literally with their thumb out. Yeah, oh yeah, I've not seen that. that. Me neither. I consider that like I. It's been years since I've seen a, an actual hitchhiker. Yeah, yeah. I but used to see them all the time. Yeah, when when Steve, if you're Steve and I's age, you remember yeah. it was kind of a regular thing. Well, like, like people would be out just trying to get a ride somewhere. So growing up on uh, Long Island, uh, especially during the summer, you'd see people on the main th- thoroughfares and roads hitchhiking to the beach. Yeah, constantly. You guys ever hitchhike? No, yeah. no. I, I did have, twice. Yeah. I carjacked. I did it. I in, felt uh, safe for that way. North Carolina, and was able to get. <laughs> Home from a concert one time. It was a Buffett show. You know what? I take that back. I did do that a little bit. Did you pull up your uh, your pant leg a little bit? Sure, show a little leg. <laughs> My dad hitchhiked across the country. That's right, with the Mansons? Yeah, well, it was uh, the same trip where he ended up hanging out with the Mansons. Uh, but yeah. He, uh, no, I don't know about that McElwain guy, man. <laughs> he scares me. He, uh, this was, I guess, 68 or 69, and um, certainly a different time and a different you know, yeah. uh, mentality. But he made it. He had a great time. He hitchhiked across the entire country. He never ran into any weirdos except for the Mansons. It used to be very uh, Jack Kerouac-ish yes. yeah. to do that. that. Was probably and his it was sort of romantic to do that. And yeah. then you started to hear, like, Manson would be yeah. out. Every now and then. Yeah. If you recall, Bill Weston hitchhiked, uh, and yeah. the person who was driving 
got in a car accident. He went through the windshield. That's Do you right. guys remember that? Because he had that's glass, he had glass, oh, in, his, he had glass in his forehead. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. from that. Yeah. And he, wait, he recently had to have it taken out, right? Yeah, within the last, like, seven years or he so. He actually like, had his brain removed and then put back no, in. No, it stayed in there for all these years. And then for whatever reason, just recently, he had to have it taken out. Well, yeah. say, the body naturally repels it and sort of pushes it out, but he had it accelerated and had it removed. Yeah, but it was a there little, for A little bit years. of a divot in his head. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so wait, this I'm just reading about this guy because I I like vaguely remember it, but um, he I said, can't find the audio of him. He claimed it was uh, self defense. Yeah. So here, let me let me give you some of the details. He's uh, serving a 57 year prison sentence in Trenton for first degree murder of Joseph Galfrey Jr., who was 73 years old. Uh, McGillivary was convicted of killing the North Jersey lawyer in his home after they met in Times Square. Um, and, uh, I, you know what? I don't know what the Says like- details of that murder. He had said that, uh, yeah, that it was self-defense. He, he claimed that the guy drugged and raped him. Right. Now he's doing a, a sentence and he was convicted of it. So yeah. Prosecutor said inconsistencies in his story and Galfrey's extensive injuries told another tale. Okay. Um, so he was found guilty of murder, yeah, and uh, they set up the river for fifty-seven years. Think about the collection over the over time of these sort of people. Like, there was this, they just caught up with that guy. Remember the guy who was um, uh, sort of panhandling on the side of the road, and turned out he had a very mellifluous voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the man with the golden voice, man with yeah. the golden voice. Yeah. yeah, all these things. I, I think Netflix is actively. Stirring up these stories because oh okay yeah, yeah. I think they're going through all of those as sort of a where are they now sort of thing that's true because uh, not that long a couple of years ago I looked up to see what happened yeah, yeah. to that guy with the voice right uh, you know he's uh, he, you know he wanted to get a, a career in, in uh, voiceover and stuff like that and then it kind of fizzled out after it did he, yeah he went back to his addiction and and uh, had some problems. Uh, I'm going to watch this. I, I'm reading more about him, and uh, he basically uh, interrupted his defense attorney's closing arguments and almost got kicked out of the courtroom. Oh, no. Like, he just seems like he's yeah. not all, t- all there. It, according to his family, like, he, of his mental health, like, his uh, his mother said that he had had, uh, you know, issues for years, and he didn't have a very good upbringing. And, no. Uh, so these things compounded, and he ended up uh, essentially a drifter. Um, and yeah, so maybe uh, I don't know. And says he got arrested in Philadelphia. Yes. That, yeah, okay, yeah. Bus oh, station. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. he was uh, apparently he spent time with two female quote fans at the time when yeah, he was he, kind of on the run. He was on his way to the camp out press. <laughs> well, he was he was uh, he was an internet sensation. Yeah, yeah. A woman let him stay overnight in her Glassboro home. Uh, the other spent time with him in Philadelphia. The two women reportedly drove him to Haddonfield. Authorities were tipped off that he had spent time with the third woman in Cherry Hill. Uh, they didn't find him Jeez. with her, but she ended up getting arrested uh, for having drug paraphernalia. And one of her relatives told investigators that uh, he gave McGillivary money to travel. And uh, apparently they had uh, they had found him at 8th and Market. Oh, wow. Uh, the 8th and Market stop in Philadelphia. And then he was apprehended at a waiting area of the Philadelphia Greyhound Terminal by city and SEPTA police. And then, yeah, then they uh, got him. 
We obviously, my mother taught us never to hitchhike. You never get in a car with anybody. So, but I always was fascinated by it for some reason. So I would pretend and I would hitchhike. I would walk down the street. I was young, but I would walk down the street and I'd make my mom pick me up. I'd put my thumb out. No. (laughs) What did I see you do? I'd make my mom pick me up. You're going to get a crazy person to bring you in the car. That is adorable. Abduct you. Sell you into slavery. That's so cute. Would you say, Mom, I'm going to pretend like I'm hitchhiking? No, she, or? No, we, actually, I remember where it was. My my parents lived, uh, my grandparents lived in an apartment complex. And when we when we would go visit them, we were like in the complex. So it was like kind of, you know, she would let me walk around the complex. So I would walk up the street and she'd be like, all right, here we go. I got to go Three pick things. up the hitchhiker. No candy from vending machines. Yes. No butt stuff. Yes. And no hitchhikers. Exactly, Steve. <laughs> you got it. All right. There's one more thing I'm going to notice. And then we'll be done with this and we'll move along. But uh, 40 years after launching the original Walkman, (laughs) Sony has released an upgrade, a Walkman with a 3.6-inch touch screen. Oh. Uh, This retro gadget with a twist will let you download music and stream, but it does not uh, text or make phone calls. And uh, physical controls will let you change the volume or switch tracks without using the touch screen. So they're trying to... Kind of create a little bit more throwback. I, yeah. I see what they're doing here, and I, I think it's kind of a, a a cool idea. You remember when that first Walkman, that notion came out? The first time I put those headphones on, yeah. these teeny-weeny little headphones. <laughs> like a little... The sound was huge. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember putting them on and, and being very surprised at how good it sounded yeah. at L- the time. little puff of, of uh, yeah. yellow foam rubber. Yeah, they were tiny. Yeah. Did you guys have a disc man as well? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I tried that. Less I, reliable. Less reliable. You could not go jogging yeah. with those. Yeah. <laughs> you really couldn't move at all with the disc man. I'll tell you what was a home run was the mini disc player, which I, a mini disc was a... Uh, um, short-lived format that, that <laughs> people in radio loved. That I, I loved my sport Walkman, which was yellow yes. and very durable. Yeah. Uh, and, and an armband on yeah, it. Right? Yeah, yeah. If I, and, like, that was my prized possession for a long time. I, and when I really started listening to my own music, you know, that was my parents, it was all cassette-related, and, and yeah. so I had a lot of cassettes. Yeah. I remember when the, when the iPod, we and we got the first... Oh, yeah. They sent them as as a promotional press. You remember? We, we I still have my original. I still have my first-gen iPod at home. I, yeah. I never listened to music so much of my life because yeah. it finally, you know, freed me up to to listen with the headphones on, not have to go into the, into a separate room, fall asleep with the headphones on, and, and it just it was crazy, I liked it was unbelievable. The iPod. Yeah, and also the fact that number one, you could fit that much uh, music in in a small amount of space, and that you didn't have to change things out. Yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could just scroll right through it. Yeah, it was it was a groundbreaking. I remember piece of mer- of, uh, of uh, tech. Pierre had a copy because we were giving away iPods, and he's like, uh, all right, so uh, in the next break, we're going to be giving away an Ipid. And- <laughs> an Ipid. <laughs> and, uh, well, he's Mr. Like, Tech. He, yeah. he worked closely with Steve Jobs on the <laughs> development. Well, how about something called an Ipid? <laughs> um, what does the I stand for and all that Internet. stuff? Internet. Oh. oh, really? That was my I understanding. Never, I never really So the iMac that. was your an Internet access, you know, it was supposed to make it easier. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't really mean it just is something to do. You know, it's huh. a name, but... Okay. Uh, the new nostalgia device cost $350, by the way. Uh, the very first Sony Walkman went on sale in Japan on July 1st, 1979. So, would you, would this have any interest to you? Uh, you know, I... No. Uh, I got my phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not a headphone, uh, or I'm not a, um... Not headphones, but uh, the, the earbuds or buds, whatever, in general. They don't fit in my ear holes. 
Yeah. Uh, so I don't yeah. use Even those. Even those little small ones, the, the small attachments oh, don't. Yeah. Anyone I've ever tried. Oh, they yeah. fill they me just, up. They, they just fall right out. Yeah. I hate it. So what do you do? If if you want to just you personally listen to music, I wear the over, over the over ear, ear headphones. Okay. Uh, yeah, which you remember that time my car radio wasn't working, Kathy? and you had them on. We yeah. were going to cardboard classic. We we're cardboard classic. <laughs> I come pulling up. It was my only option to listen to music because my speakers uh, something was wrong with my radio in my car. Yeah. I know, yeah. And so I had my I had my phone or iPod or whatever it was at the time, and I wore my over the ear <laughs> headphones while driving in my yeah. car. I pull up. Not even thinking about it. Kathy turns over, looks at me, and starts laughing. Yeah. She may have even pointed at me yeah. while she was laughing. I'm not really sure. That's funny. I'm like, look, I want to listen to music. <laughs> Kathy always seems to be sitting in the car next to you when you do. Uh, when we were leaving the, the casino for uh, um, the, the uh, Christmas Miracle. Christmas miracle. I'm, I, I, get, I have my little um, spray thing of um, Neil Med. Yeah. It's a little personal thing. It, up in the, you know, spray it up in your nose and keep your... It's just a, a good preventative when you've been around a lot of people. So I, I do this, and it's not spraying right, and it shoots up my whole face and over my, yes. my sunglasses. <laughs> and I look over, and she's just sitting there. Hi, Steve. Yeah. You're very lucky that you happen to be there for those opportune moments. All right, uh, that's all I've really noticed for now. I do want to take a break because I've got some great bizarre file stories that I want to share with you. Uh, so we will uh, take a quick break. We'll notice again another time. I do Goodbye, promise. Bye bye. Thanks for being here. All right. Bye. We'll take a break. Bye. And we will come back in a moment and get to the B file when we return. So stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before uh, the Bizarre File, real quick, a uh, couple of shout-outs, if you don't mind. Right. Uh, I got a couple of emails I'd like to mention. This is from, uh, let's see, it's from uh, Ted from Delaware. Uh, and this is for Gus Who's. I was supposed to get to this on January 14th. I missed it, though. Not bad, um, though. And he says, uh, Gus grew up in the Philly area. Uh, he now owns the Riverside Tavern in Millsboro, Delaware. He said it's uh, 100 miles away and lower slower, uh, but Gus listens to your podcast every day. The Riverside Tavern has become a meeting place for ex-Delco residents and Eagles fans. Uh, you were king. You, oh, you were, he wrote king. I suppose you were kind enough uh, to give Gus a shout out last year, and it really made his day. Thanks. And that's uh, Ted from Delaware. So here's a chart. And- uh, happy birthday to you, Gus! And then this one's not really a shout out, but it is a um, a really cool. No, it's a really cool email, and uh, this is from uh, Elise Phillips, and she wrote, "Hey, a fun story to share. Back in October, I went to man. I don't even know if I can pronounce this. Uh, Kanger Lusok. Wow, Kanger Lusok, Greenland. Huh? Uh, to run the Polar Circle Marathon as well as do some sightseeing." And what made it on the short list of packing? A T-shirt from your blood drive a few years ago. 
My dad, a longtime listener and fan of your show, was the mastermind behind the idea. And attending your blood drive every year together has become one of our favorite traditions. And she sent in a few photos, uh, one of the uh, and one of the blood drive as well. So she's standing in Greenland holding the T-shirt in front of some like glaciers and stuff that's like awesome. that. Really, really cool. I'd love to go to Greenland. I, that's what I told her. I'm yeah. like, apparently, it doesn't take very long. Uh, to get there? Yeah. I okay. Remember um, Jim McGuinn went there one time? He was like, yeah, I was there in like two hours. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but there's just not a whole lot there. That's, no. That's yeah, thing, you're but... there for the nature. Yeah. And that's what I'd like to see. I, I, it's kind of on a, a bucket list. I, I would imagine, Nick, you'd like to go there someday, yeah. right? I went to Iceland a few years ago, and Iceland is sort of like uh, Greenland, but with people. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> you know some actual popul- population there, but a lot of glaciers, a lot of um, uh, like you whale watching, that type of thing. Yeah, so uh, thank you, Elise. It was cool for you to uh, take that along. We and love that. Have us represent in Greenland. Yeah, if you're traveling, take take us with you. Whatever, yeah. you take a picture somewhere with something that represents the show. Would love that. All right, uh, it's beef file time. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. Brought to you by friends, Protein Collision. You shouldn't be good at getting into an accident, but if you do, your friends at Protein Collision are there to help with all of your auto body repair needs. And you can visit ProteinCollision.com. All right, we'll start with this. Uh, and, and there's a dog breed in here, and you'll have to tell me if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly. All right. I've got Dachshund right. All right, okay, so yay. two Dachshunds and a Leon Burger. Anybody ever heard of that? Uh, Leon. I know that's the lunch special at Denny's. Leon, L-E-O-N. Yeah, Leon. B-E-R-G-E-R. Never sure. Heard of that one. Well, they're so cute. They're among eight dogs who were seized after a woman was fatally mauled to death by the pack oh, of animals. Mm. The cute little thing. Yeah, cute little thing. <laughs> uh, horrified sources have recalled the sheer terror of the dog walker who tried to keep onlookers away even as the animals who were like a pack of wolves attacked her. And this was in Gravely Hill in Catterdam, England. All right, so it's a cross between a Newfoundland and a uh, St. Bernard. A so it's a larger burger. dog. It is a larger dog, Leon. yeah. Uh, apparently, there was no barking, just her screaming, no. according Leon. to a uh, bystander. She was, she was being attacked. She was trying to sit up, but the dogs were around her, and they were going for her arms, and she couldn't do it. It was a frenzy. Jeez. She reportedly was walking up to seven dogs at the time and was attempting to wrangle the animals after one lunged at a woman and her smaller dog, who were also in the park. Most of them may have still been on the leads, a source said. They were tangled around her, meaning she couldn't stand. It was impossible for them to get away, so in their frenzy, they just went for what was in front of them. That's Killed her. Yeah. Awful. That's crazy. Uh, Leon Burgers are famous for their kind, gentle disposition. It makes them ideal as therapy dogs and as family companions. So here's wow. the deal. You get a number of dogs in a situation. You have to be <clears throat> adroit at handling them and that pack mentality, and you have to establish you're the alpha. But when you're bound up in their leashes yeah. and can't move, can't do a lot of that. Several species of dog were seized from the scene and remain locked up with a council pending a further investigation. Other reports indicate none of the dogs are of a dangerous or forbidden breed. It's not clear how many of them attacked the victim. I mean, a dachshund, for Christ's sake. And only one of the dogs appeared to be of substantial size, and that would have been the Leon Burger, yeah. I guess. Get the toes. Uh, to- two horse riders uh, chanced upon the attack as it was happening and appears poised to intervene, but a source said that uh, the woman in sheer panic was shouting at the riders to get away because she was afraid that the dogs were going to attack them, too. Get away from me. And, and in fact, one of the, the, the horses got spooked and knocked the rider off, and so these dogs were going crazy. 
uh, relatives of the dead woman, primitive. Uh, said to be from London, uh, have been informed and are being supported by police. Horrific story, man. Uh, the woman who was initially bitten has been discharged from the hospital. The, the other woman with uh, yeah, another dog. Not so. the dead one. Terrible story. Well, as uh, police continue their search for a driver believed to be at the center of multiple road rage incidents across Southern California, more people are coming forward claiming they're the victims of the frightening attacks that have been caught on camera. So it's just one guy. One dude. Well, you you have experience like this. You know people can be recidivists. Yeah. A woman overnight said that she had an encounter with the same road rage suspect while she was with her 93-year-old mother in West Hollywood. Uh, the uh, And this was back in June initially, so this is another encounter of a woman who didn't want to be identified, shared photos that show the suspect and valet driver in a physical altercation. She said the Tesla was coming into oncoming traffic. We confronted each other, and I said to him, uh, you can make it, just keep coming slow. And immediately he went into some kind of a psycho mode and started screaming and motioning. She said the Tesla driver got out of his car, threw a soda can at them, and then got back in his car. A valet worker nearby tried calming down the Tesla driver, but was instead punched in the face by this guy. Oh, my God. The Tesla driver backed up and was visibly angry before driving away. When the woman said she filed a police report, she feels for her safety, though. So far, ten incidents Hmm. involving the same man have come up. Well, it sounds like this person goes out for this, to go go nuts. I've seen um, footage of it. I I mean, for some reason, this was trending on Twitter over the weekend, but... Yeah, I just I watched a psycho over and over and over again. And at one point, uh, we're watching footage. At one point, when he comes out and does this, like a yeah. cop car drives by. He was on a highway. It's yeah, at really, point. yeah. Okay, clearly didn't notice didn't what was it, going yeah. on. Yeah. Another woman said she ended up with a black eye after she was attacked by the man at a parking lot of the Santa Ana Mall. She filed a police report as well, uh, and apparently she said that that he yelled at her and punched her car and then hit her. Uh, and she provided photos of her black eye. All the drivers have filed police reports, and uh, the incidents have happened across Southern California, so different agencies are investigating. Dude, they have clear pictures of them, tons of them. Yeah. Uh, quick little side story. There was a guy driving like a total a-hole last night. I was driving home from my parents' house, and uh, uh, he was dri- He was cutting in and out of traffic, driving like a madman, and he got pulled over, <sighs> and it was the most... Yeah. Like, it was right. so satisfying. Oh, it just great. made me very, very happy. Yeah. I did dream for that moment <laughs> to happen was, in front wonderful. of me. I saw the cop lights go on. I was like, yes. <sighs> My question, though, is this. when If this guy gets out and, and, and is doing this, like, if you take off and, like, hit him, like, the, are, are you... Self-defense? Are you, yeah. Can you get in trouble? Yeah. Can you get in trouble? I mean, if you believe... You would have to prove you believed your yeah. life was in... Yeah, that you were in, in fear of getting hurt. But yeah, then if you hit like him that. and then you drive off, then you are culpable... Back for over him nine times. No, then you're culpable for hit and run, right? Yeah, I guess so. I don't, I don't really know. But, uh, you know, just stop being a dick on yeah. the road, yeah. people. Just please, chill. Uh, the um, Boston Transit Police are investigating after a man was allegedly punched in the face for asking another commuter for help finding his way. The incident took place Wednesday. The Green Line rider reportedly... I'm sorry, I'm... <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that. Asked another man for directions... Uh, at the Boylston station, which seemed to anger that person. Instead of answering his question, the fellow commuter struck the victim in the face. Is this the Boylston? (laughs) With his fist, punched him in the face, and then jumped on the tee, fleeing the area. Now, off to my Tesla. No further details were available in that story. People are wound tightly, man. I'm telling you, man. All right, and there, that's all we have time for. It's a quick, bizarre file, and that is it. Uh, Let's take a break. By the way... 
A reminder that the Cardboard class, the Classic is going to be here before you know it. And you can go to WMMR.com to get the details. The registration uh, is enabled and ready for you. Or if you just want to show up and be a part of the event, you can get all the details at WMMR.com. You can also text the word cardboard yes. to 39333 and we'll send the link to you. But that is going to be March 3rd. And the Mountain Fest at Montage Mountain, which is our new location this year, is taking place March 3rd and 4th. Concerts by Everclear, Fuel, and Lit. And a bunch of other events are taking place. So check that out when you get a chance. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with MMR's Local Shots. Hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. Okay, uh, confession time. All right, go ahead. No, I'm not confessing anything. Oh. Uh, but you you might be. Not you, Steve, but uh, the listeners maybe. <laughs> because we had a clip we played earlier this morning from uh, Chelsea Handler, who, until she was 40, 40 years old, believed that the sun and the moon were the same thing. And that at night, uh, the sun became the moon. Think of how <laughs> a woman who's, you know, intelligent... Yeah. Think of what kind of slaloming you'd have to do throughout life uh-huh. to avoid learning yeah. that they're two separate things. Uh-huh. That, you know, it, you just have to How have the right series of uh-huh. events take place or wrong events to keep you believing that till the age of 40. Yep. I don't think it's as odd as you guys think it is. I mean, I, I know that, you know, I know the answer to that, but um, I, I bet you there's tons of people out there that, that think the exact same thing. I, well, you know, I mean, and, it's uh, like, Kathy, I'm, I'm waiting for the one that I believe that I believe, to, you know. Yeah. Because no, no matter how hard yeah. you try, you will become, I mean, but the moon and the sun to me is a, that's a big yeah, but you, one. Because you guys are, but you're like super into that. Like some, if it's not interesting to somebody, right. like even, listen. Like even ro- if you're not super into that. I, I bet you it's way more common than you <laughs> think right, it okay. is. Well, here's what I'd like to do. Because Kathy thought that you couldn't drive to Alaska. I didn't know you could drive to Alaska. <laughs> she thought it was, uh, whatever. you know, you had to go over an ocean. You had to go to the sun. So, uh... If you would like to confess something that you, for the longest time, you should have known better, and and you just, uh, for whatever reason, you didn't, I I would like to hear about that. 215-263-WMMR, especially if it went to a latter age. Yes. I'd like to know that. Um, But what I was going to say about the sun and the moon is like, um, so I don't know my Roman numerals, and I missed whatever it was, whatever, if it was just one day of school or two days, I I don't know, but whenever we learned it in school, I wasn't there, and so I never... Never learned it. I know that's a little bit different, but like if about Alaska or the sun and the moon? No, no, about about uh, Roman numerals. Roman I'm just saying oh, I'm that there, sorry. there are okay. things um, that you could miss, and and you, it just kind of like goes, goes past over you, and then that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it even uh, nobody ever had to point out to me that hey, the moon and the sun are out at the same time. I've right. seen it with right. my own right. eyes right. just by glancing upward. You'd have to go. To, to reach forty about. without ever seeing that <laughs> that occur, which happens fairly pretty regularly. regularly, yeah. It's like, well, well, then what's that? Yeah, what that's is that the, thing? The, oh, I, how do you miss it? I, I don't. That know. That must be the now, sun. Sun. I know for sure that there are some glaring things that that I and and I think it's just human nature. 
that I've missed or had thought was one thing and it was the other, but I can't, nothing's coming to mind right now. This yeah. is going to be a no judgment zone, though. We're just going to laugh, laugh at you. Laugh at you. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> That's and all. you can laugh at us because we certainly. I, 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 I'm living in dread of the thing that I firmly believe that turns out to be absolute nonsense. All right, two one five two six three WMMR is the number. I know that my mom, and maybe this isn't super duper common knowledge, but uh, you know when you get like a lobster tail at a restaurant, it presents itself on top of the shell, right? So we were uh, Y2K. We had a fancy dinner at my house, and my mom was making surf and turf, and she thought <laughs> that the meat. Popped out of the shell. Oh, if you cooked it, that it would automatically split the shell, yes. and then the and then, and then the meat would like jiffy pop. Yeah, like okay. lobster pop. And right. I thought I was like, "This, it's adorable that you thought this, but no, because she was about to shove them all in the oven and just kind of let it cook and pop out." I was like, "No, mom, you you got to cut the shell with some kitchen scissors, right. you know, and then and pull the and then you present it it's on like top of the shell, popping fresh." Yeah. All right, I have some uh, text examples, and then we can go to some phones. Uh, somebody said my friend thought that there were multiple suns because. How else could it be sunny here but dark in England? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but if you stop and think about it, that's an interesting question to ask. This person says, when I was a kid, I thought the top power line was not a power line. It was just for the birds so they didn't get electrocuted Aww. when they sat on it. <laughs> yeah, when you were a kid. These right. are yeah. adults. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, this says, up until last year, I thought Taiwan was in Japan. Uh, I was humbled by my daughter's fourth grade geography lesson. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Another one says, my brother thought that the moon was lit up by the lights on Earth, <laughs> not the sun. <laughs> he still maintains that our lights affect the moon somehow, somehow some way. You mean to tell me all that light is coming from somewhere else, <laughs> like the sun? All right, let's go to some uh, calls and, <laughs> and see what you can tell us, what you didn't know until recently. And... Uh, some of these aren't quite as big as the sun and moon, but let's see what they are. I'm going to go to Steve. Hey, Steve, good morning. And you get what? And you get what? What's happening, Steve? Morning. Morning. So uh, we used to have some basement flooding okay. as a kid, and uh, sometimes my dad would have to snake it out with a pipe snake. <laughs> as a kid, the first time, and every time after that, we thought it was a real snake. So, oh Steve, God. it's okay for a kid to believe that. Yeah. Did you carry that belief till last week? <laughs> uh, probably three years ago, and I'm in my mid <laughs> Oh, okay. wow. Oh, wow. Natural. Okay. <laughs> All right, Eddie, go in there and clean that pipe. Wrangle that snake. Right away, snake. sir. Yeah. Oh, my God. We Thank you, go. Steve. Oh, man. Sorry. I didn't know you had more. Uh, this is good. All right. Uh, this says, uh, I thought. Constellations were only visible in their designated month until I was 33 years old, and I have two master's degrees. <laughs> um, I could see how, if you don't spend much time, uh, that, that you might think, you know, as uh, as the Earth rotates, right. maybe we get a different view. Sure. Because uh, there are, it does shift, you know, and there are times where uh, some constellations are more obvious in the night sky than not. <laughs> I didn't realize that. So when you take standardized testing in school, uh, so when I was in school, it was a cat test. Nick, did you take cat tests when you were in, in grade school? Right, which were... one's the dog? Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah. California. Achievement test. test. Yeah, Achieve- yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know until my kids started taking standardized testing that it had anything, to, like it, it did anything as far as your placement 
in uh, like your higher reading levels and your, and your, your uh, like honors math or like for I had zero clue until my kids actually took standardized tests and that's why I that didn't what? Do, <laughs> that it has any bearing on your actual schooling that it, you, you it's think just it, an assessment it does or does not that it does like I had no idea and so I was in higher math and reading levels in grade school and then mm-hmm. when we started taking cat tests. I didn't care about because I all I knew is it didn't end up in your report card. So I was like, well, what do I even care about this for? So I, I, I mean, literally, I would just go C C C C C C C, and I didn't. Oh, what a jerk! <laughs> so it's for the overall. It's to determine how well the school is doing. Overall, Correct. Right. Yes. Well, that, yeah. but also your your school's an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> also, what? But also, it has something to do with like with where you are placed in like mm. at, at least in like with with my mm. kids. You I'm, don't have honors math until like fifth grade. All right, so I'm a little confused, but you you came to a revelation concerning what what it means what the test means. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> excuse me. All right, I, I like this one. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Hey. All right. What did you believe for the longest time? Hi, Mike. Sorry. Um. I didn't know that real eagles weren't green. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, uh, so the actual bird, the actual animal, not the not the sports team. You thought yeah, they were the mid, green okay. in the mid nineties when the eagles went from Kelly green to Hunter green. Uh huh. I was talking to a friend of mine at work. We were in the garage. There were other people around. Oh no! And he's like, "Oh, what do you think of the eagles' new colors? It's all oh, nice. It's more like you know a real eagle's colors." Like, what do you mean? I was like, "You know, green like an eagle." He's like, "No, eagles aren't green." <laughs> and we went back and forth. People are like laughing. And he's like, yeah. I said, well, what color is an eagle? He's like, I don't like a brownish gray with a white hair. I didn't know this. I didn't know what oh, my God. I was like 23. Oh, my Dude. God. Oh. Oh. Mike, were these, were these, uh, are these people you're still friends with? Or was this just work people that you don't really see anymore? No, they were just work people. I don't really see them anymore. Thank God. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it would be the duty of your friends. I'm uh, to turning in my you. resignation. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit embarrassing, dude. Don't and, don't beat yourself up. Uh, I can see that's. A, listen, for how many years were you seeing nothing but green eagles associated with the team? Yeah, yeah I mean, you see that. I mean, I. You very rarely see an actual eagle. That's so. right. In the wild, it's yeah. very rare that you actually see an eagle. Exactly. Going off funny. what you know. That's funny, Mike. I love that until he was 23. <laughs> and then said it in front of people. It looks like the natural oh. green color of an eagle. Oh, my God. Uh, we'll go to Katie next. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Great. What's up, Katie? I thought a rhinoceros was a dinosaur <laughs> until I was... In late college, or maybe even a teacher. <laughs> so you, you believed wow. you believed that rhinos <laughs> didn't currently exist; that they were that they were dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I they, they don't look like they're something that would be alive right now. Like, uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> but, you, but there's video of like you could see them on a documentary. The you know. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of prehistoric video. You're right. If you just go looking for it. I saw Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that all looks real. It, it was. It, it really threw me off. Katie, I love that. Do you remember when you found out? Yeah, we were playing that heads-up game with my brother and his kids, and um, we had to... Like, they had, we had to give clues, and I said it's extinct, and everyone just looked at me like I was crazy. Good for you. Uh, I love that. That's... that's oh. You know, but to your to your they when they cite wow. 
current creatures that look very prehistoric. Uh, rhinoceros comes up quite a lot. Katie, does anybody remind you of that incident from time to time? Oh, all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. All the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, yep, that's yeah. wonderful. All right, thank you, that's Katie. Scary. Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. How about, uh, yeah, we'll go to this. This is in uh, line with uh, Kathy. Danielle, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Danielle? All right, so I have a 22-year-old daughter, and her boyfriend is an avid biker. And he was telling her about this couple that was uh, biking from Alaska to Argentina. And she stopped and paused, and she said, well, how are they going to get over to Canada? Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yes, a good point. And he looks at her. He's an engineer, and he looks at her like, you think Alaska's an island? <laughs> And sure enough, and, and hey, I don't blame her because that. if you look at if you look at how the they teach it in school, yep. yeah, Danielle, that's exactly right. So when you <laughs> yep. see it, and I can see Kathy's confusion, it's always in that separate window that has Alaska. And that, so you you might very well think it was an island. I it was like, would why? you would you guys think that maybe would 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 ten percent be too high of a number of people that might of of the population that think that that. Uh, I might have Alaska. before, but not now. That Alaska is a uh, is an, an island? island. Yeah, yeah. I might have. Been, yeah, I mean, Maybe. It, it seems to be a lot more prevalent than well, we yeah, thought. Well, we talked about it when I yeah. originally told told you guys, which I probably should have never done that, <laughs> oh, but I, I did. Um, yeah, people called in, and I got tons of emails. They were like, uh, "Thank you, I just found out." That's where they found all those rhinoceros fossils, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, what? All right. So Rhode Island's not an island. Why do they call it Rhode Island? That's a good question. Why do they, they call it a road? No, it is an island. It is an island. Oh. Yeah, the main part of uh, one of the main parts of Rhode Island is Rhode Island. Uh, and so the state was named after the rest of that. Okay, so it's but the state itself is not surrounded completely by water, but right, an the, island that is part, part of, of the land. There's a big part of Rhode Island that is okay. Rhode Island, like New York, it has a big part of it that is Correct. an island. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, to, to, well, yes, like Long but, Island. Long Island is state, a peninsula. Right, right, exactly. So the state of New York is not called Long Island, but if it were, that'd be. An analogous. All right. Let me go to Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Sarah? Um, Up until very recently, I didn't know that when you're watching football on TV, those lines are digital. I thought every play somebody went out and drew new lines. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the, the line for the first down uh, for the, yeah. the, the line of scrimmage? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I to like, be that honest. That a lot of time. When did you do that? They are so... It, it can't be chalked. They must have a long yellow strip they put down. They could do that. I mean, with the LED lights and stuff like that, yeah. they they really could do that. You mean shine it down on mm-hmm. the? Yeah, <laughs> uh, if it was you know like a laser or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just pour holes in the backs of the players' heads. But Casey, <laughs> Sarah thought they went down there and painted it every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How they paint the, the designs on the field? I thought they went out. In between play and drew a line with paint. And I love then my it. friend was like, nope, those are digital. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll follow that. <laughs> well, hey, look, they keep changing the ads behind the batter. Thank you. Uh, I have Kenny on the line. Hey, Kenny. Hot grandma. Not bad. That was very good. good. What's up, Kenny? All right, so I feel so silly for this. Um, I didn't know. What, I always saw baked Alaska, and there was like just lighting stuff on fire, and it was like seemed cool. I was like, 
man, it seems silly to light a bunch of Alaska snow on fire. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. No. Until I was like 22 or so. So you thought baked Alaska was <laughs> snow from Alaska that was set on fire? I was like, I'm ordering it right now. I want to know what that snow tastes like. <laughs> what Turns is out, it? it was not snow. Yeah. It was like, it's like meringue or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, so it's, it's dessert. whipped. By the yeah, way, if, yeah. if you take a cruise to Alaska, Thanks. and I guarantee you they all do it, <laughs> Baked Alaska is one of their, because it, it puts on a show, too. Steve, I went to the Bahamas, and they had Baked Alaska uh, on it, that cruise, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? I, I think it's a cruise ship. <laughs> and then it must be a hokey uh, cruise Yeah, in case they light it on fire. Okay. It's, uh, it, and it, it's this big foamy-looking thing. So I could see how he would look at it and go, oh, that's it's Alaska. It's snow. I actually like the taste of it. I, like I haven't had it yeah. so long. I can't remember exactly what it tastes like. I bet it is good, though. Uh, let's see. It is Robert who we go to next. Hey, Robert, morning. Good morning. What's up, Robert? My wife and I have been married for three years, and we are in our mid-60s. Okay. I thought I would do a nice decorative thing for my wife's bedroom mm-hmm. by putting up two beautiful flowing spider plants. Okay. Because women love plants. Yeah, yeah, sure. She told me, please take those down. They're sucking up all my air. <laughs> wow. And I lost the... it. I was on the verge of divorce. <laughs> and I had to her, you must have cut school that day. Yep. Plants give us air. Yes, they create air. <laughs> and I wasn't very delicate how I said that. Oh, Robert. Two months after that. Did, did you have to... Pull up any articles for her to see for herself, or she trusts you? No, the fact I was laughing so hard, she (laughs) knew I was telling the truth. That's hilarious. I couldn't explain it to her any kinder than, because you don't expect that. Right, right. right. I love it. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate it, man. All right. Uh, this is, uh, the for the longest time, you believed one thing, it turned out to be the other, and the, the more... Uh, uh, obvious it could be the better because we got started on this. Chelsea Handler thought that the moon and the sun were the same thing. Same thing. And then at night, the sun <laughs> essentially turned into the moon. That's it. Yep. And she believed this till she was 40. 40 years old. Uh, let me see here. I will go to Michelle. Hi there, Michelle. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Great. What's up, Michelle? Well, I uh, thought a really stupid thing, thinking back on it now. Um, I thought that when we turned the clocks ahead and gained an hour, I thought we gained an hour every single day until it was time to turn the clocks back. And then we lost an hour every day so that it evened itself out in the course of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't figure out, like, why, you know, where is this extra hour every day that we're gaining and losing? So then I thought it probably just happened overnight while we were sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's when it evaporates. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, and you exactly. believe this until when, Michelle? Uh, I was in my early 20s oh. uh, in college. All right, well, in they, college. There'd be, I mean... Yeah, if you believe that, there'd be no obvious sign of where that hour was going. So you could labor under that misconception for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. I, I remember the one, and I've told this on the air before. I thought uh, euthanasia was a country. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about the kids in Asia? Yeah, all the young ones. Yeah. Yeah. Little the poor youth. bastards. The, the youth in Asia. And I, we were, and I was playing a game <laughs> at the time with my friends, and we had to come up with the names of countries. And I was like, euthanasia. <laughs> 
I don't think that's a country. I'm like, yes, it is. I mean, I stuck by it. And they're like, no, that means, uh, you know, when you kill someone, uh, you justify, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. to take because right, they're euthanasia. suffering, yeah, yeah. euthanasia. I'm like, oh, that's, no, it's, no, it's, it's, it says Asia. It doesn't uh-huh. sound like a country. <laughs> it does sound like yeah, a country, yeah. does it? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's where the, uh, you, 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 they have that underwater city. You can't eat hot dogs. <laughs> and, I, and I was in my 20s. Yeah. I was in my 20s at that point. Uh, let's go to Dwayne. Hi, Dwayne. Good morning. Good morning. First of all. It's my 50th birthday. Hey! Happy birthday to you, Dwayne. That's awesome. And I am your black listener from Delaware. But I have two real quick, and I'm not going to keep you long. My brother thought that uh, motorcycles had air conditioners. Yes! <laughs> 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 and he also thought that in the sky were airplanes, they had directional signs like stop signs and uh, wow. uh, directional lights. Oh. Dude, seriously. <laughs> oh, my God. And motorcycles with air conditioning. Oh, that's now, motorcycles, do have, they do have heat, right? Yeah, they do. Well, they have heated gear. But yeah. I told my brother, if an airplane stops for a red light upside, <laughs> it's coming straight down. Oh, Dwayne. <laughs> That's the best. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thank you, man. We appreciate it, bud. <laughs> we'll you. see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Motors like I said, air conditioners. I wonder if they do uh, now. What? No, you have you have like you. So there, I talked to this with uh, uh, Bill Weston, you know, about you can plug in and they have heating systems and cooling systems, heated like gear, back. right? That, like you that plug into the to the motorcycle. That's about as far as you're going to get. Yeah, they don't have vents. No. Oh my god, man, it's getting out. Can you turn that off? It's <laughs> so cool out here. Uh, let me go next to Catherine. Hi there, Catherine. Good morning. Good morning. All right, what? Uh, um, so- what the obvious thing did you find out way too late in life? Um, this has happened to me a bunch of times. And so the most recent one was, I'm just not really good with figuring out, like, logical stuff. So, like, a few years ago, I was in the parking lot of Dunkin' Donuts. And I turned to my boyfriend and I said, do you think they named it Dunkin' Donuts because you dunk your donuts in the coffee? <laughs> and he was like, you have to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, kidding. Not realizing that now. Oh. So, literally last week, we're sitting, we're walking into Target, and I was like, have you ever noticed that the logo looks oh, like a Target? Oh, no. Oh, my God. And he was like... He literally was like, "I'm leaving you." <laughs> oh my goodness, that's, Catherine! Like, that's very sweet. You no, know, no, that's genuinely. I love that. That's well, great. Thank you, Catherine. That's wonderful. And this is this all is is in line with uh, like the Jessica Simpson. Oh. Buffalo wings thing. She had two things. Chicken yeah. of the sea. The chicken of the yeah. sea was another one. They were having uh, they were having tuna fish, yeah. uh, like a tuna salad or something like that. And she's eating it. And she said something along the lines of. You know why do they call this uh, a chicken of the sea? It doesn't even taste. Well, I forgot what uh, how she phrased I, it, but yeah. she thought it was chicken. Yeah, and her husband had to tell her, "No, it's just so common and so yeah. uh, easy to use, and and uh, and the flavor. You know, right. chicken that of the it's sea. the chicken of the sea. Right. It's representative of what chicken would be to land animals yeah. and meat that we eat. Uh, and she just couldn't wrap her mind around that." <laughs> She thought it was chicken. Well, it's the, the ad and claims then, it's chicken of the sea. And then buffalo wings, she thought were bump made of, they were eating buffalo, buffalo. because the name buffalo is <laughs> buffalo sauce. She didn't understand hey. it came from Buffalo, New York, and all this other stuff. And they were classic, and they were caught on camera, unfiltered, and it just took off. Oh, and it's that's, huge! Yeah. That's the type of thing. Um, all right, so here's I'm, I'm gonna Russell's been on hold for a little while. Let me go to him for a second. Hey, Russell, good morning. 
Russell, Hello? you there, bud? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Yeah, what's up, my man? So I just found this out yesterday. I, you know, I work night shift. I'm driving home from work in the morning, and uh, I'm talking to somebody on the phone, and I say, you got to give me a minute. You know, I'm driving directly west or whatever it is, and this, the sun's directly behind me. It's, it's coming around to my rearview mirror. And they say, well, why don't you, why don't you flip on the, uh, the night shift on your rearview mirror? And I said, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I had no idea. I know I'm a tall guy. I always thought, you know, shorter people had to had to adjust a mirror and that's that little Oh, right. the anti yes. Yeah. yeah. So you don't you don't see them as much anymore. But there's yeah. a little switch you can on your uh, on your rearview mirror that will angle it upwards mm-hmm. or down. And when you at night when people are behind you, if you angle it upwards, it actually gets the reflection off the basically right. the roof of the of the vehicle, and right. it's more dim. <laughs> and you just thought that was for shorter people that needed to. Uh, <laughs> I know. I used to like get in people's cars, and I tried to see, like, you know, does this person do they have it flipped the other way? <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, yes, that's great. Now Thank they you. now they're sort of designed to dim that reflective, yeah, that, that overpowering light. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see, Casey. Uh, is this the owner of What a Croc? Yeah. Justin. Okay. Do you remember what Casey used to do live reads for a, gr- a company called What a Croc? Yeah, great. meals. Mm-hmm. And there were these meals that would come in a bag. You throw them in a crock pot, and you cook them up. This is Justin. He's the owner of that company. Hey, Justin. Good morning. Good morning, guys. I miss you. Oh, we miss you. you too. What's up, bud? Uh, nothing much. I got a, a pretty funny story. We, uh, when my wife and I started Watercrock, uh, we were trying to come up with names, and I shot out there Watercrock. Yeah, she loved it, and uh, we went through the whole opening process. We were in business for like a year and a half and for <laughs> two years, and some guy walks in our store, buys a bunch of stuff, and when he's walking out, he yells, "What a crock of!" Blank. Yeah, we'll say crap, right. and she was furious. I'm like, babe, why are you so mad? You know, that's kind of a, a saying. You know, it's catchy and it, it's edgy. That's why we named this. And she was like, Are you kidding me? She was super angry at me. Had no clue. She had no that idea that the what a crock of s was <laughs> yep. a phrase that people said. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's this awesome. guy, did you hear what he just said about our business? And your whole business model had been <laughs> around yeah. that phrase as a catchphrase. That's hilarious. Yes, man, your yeah, own business. Mad. Justin, you guys, you still doing well? You guys still uh, in business? Yeah, we're doing great. I hope to come up and see you guys real soon. Uh, I was just talking to a couple people, so I, I'm hoping to get up to the station. All right, bud. Right thanks, thanks for checking in. We'll talk to you later. I love their I buffalo. Uh, see you later. Right. The buffalo chicken. Uh, oh, is it? They yeah. make buffalo? Yeah, they. Buffalo. Had, <laughs> it's a dip. Yeah, it's buffalo and chicken. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> buffalo. Yeah. Um, let me see. We'll do. We got to wrap it up here shortly. Uh, I will go to Derek next. Hey, Derek, good morning. Derek, are you there, bud? Yeah, I'm there. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. what's up, man? Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> oh, no, bring it up. No, no, no. How water travels. Okay. And, this is, this uh, is a, I'm sorry, Derek, you are breaking up for a second. So you said you had a friend. What, 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 go ahead, retell the story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, he, he said he, we, we had an argument about how water actually travels. Okay. And he always thought water travels towards the equator, no matter where it is, no matter where the the low point is in in like a puddle or a lake or anything like that. Like, no, water always travels down towards the equator. Derek, I, hey, listen, I still don't know how water necessarily works in this world, but as far as rivers are concerned, I always thought that they went north to south. And I never yeah, even I, thought that maybe rivers go east to west, and <laughs> I had no idea. I just assumed. I could see why you would think, well, it's of course. But, I mean, obviously now, so he thinks, he's saying that even in a pond or anything, water anywhere flows towards, like like a magnetic north kind of thing. Like so, it, 
the exactly. what the, the the so the countries below the equator, all that water travels north. Exactly. <laughs> okay, everything moves towards the equator. Yeah, sure. Even even if even if the low side of the puddle is up, right, right, it will go. Matter. It will go up. It will defy gravity. It's the power of the equator and go the down. other way. Yes, right, that's interesting. Yeah. All right, thanks. Equatorial Sarah. water flow. Yeah, it is interesting though, Casey, because our a lot of our major rivers, mm-hmm. like the the Mississippi, yeah. will, will travel from the north of the country down to the delta and yeah. and, and uh, drop off in the Gulf. I mean, I really don't know how we have any like fresh water. River, I, I because I don't understand, and I never really, I don't know if I was never taught that in school or just didn't pay attention. But what don't you understand? How the rivers <laughs> are still fresh water and not salt. So, like I don't know where the water from the rivers They're come from. Okay, I don't running know where from, from mountains and, and yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. We we talked about the water cycle. Uh, actually, it was a question that I had not that long ago. Okay, was, uh, evaporation. Uh, condensation. condensation and precipitation. So it all it's in this cycle. It goes yeah. up, it comes back down. It goes up, it comes back down. Right. It's filtered. Yeah. But when it goes up, Casey, it does not go up ever as salt water. So the salt does not become part of the uh, evaporation. So when it, it, that's why it doesn't rain salt water at all. Uh, so when uh, water evaporates from the ocean, it that, just comes up as water, not as salt water. That's why when they remove, when the water comes down, they remove the tadpoles from it. And then they, they <laughs> oh, oh, oh please don't. We? We, we don't have to. Okay. We don't have to. I just had heard something. <laughs> 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 we don't have to. We can skip this part. Here's, here's, here's the deal. And, and I've slowly come to the realization. That, and, and listen, I'm going to say something not nice about myself. I don't need you guys to. Oh. to um, Jump on it. What's that? Jump on it. No, you can jump on it. I don't need you to say, oh, no, you're not. I am dumb. I am I am a dumb person. Well, I'm going to override your request. You're, you're you're not. You you just see things. It's the same thing that happens with me. I see things in a different way, and sometimes that leads to folly. No, I can't have grown up conversations. Right? Like I I just can't. And and I was at um I was at a school assembly last week where the the guy talking had said a word. And everybody laughed. I don't know that word. I was like, I don't know what that word means in context to what you're saying. He said crucible, and everybody really, <laughs> so, okay. was like, I was like, everybody's laughing. I'm gonna laugh. Do you know what? <laughs> and then I, I, I went to the lady next to me. I'm like, I don't know what crucible means, sp- but it's it's actually it's actually inquisitive and smart to just say, in what context does that mean? In other words, ask about it. That's not. I don't think that's a problem. You're not. You're not dumb. I, I don't. I don't. There are two kinds say. of smart. There's book yeah. smart and street smart. Yeah. Book smart waved bye bye to you a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is that from? Tommy, Tommy, Tommy boy. boy. Uh, but you oh, have yeah. street smarts. That's a great old man. Yeah. But it's true. I mean, like, look, intelligence comes in all sorts of different shapes and sizes. Agreed. And, uh, you know, you are great at a lot of things. And if you don't know the wording, uh, the you know, the meaning of the word crucible, who cares? You know, oh, I don't care. Right. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm not going to apologize. For exactly. No. Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tap out of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys are talking about helocs. Okay. Hey-oh. Have fun. I'm going to go eat the brownies over there in the corner. <laughs> if you need me, I'll be standing in that hole over there. Oh. It happens. I I try to write down words that I don't know and then look them up later. There's on. no way you can know. There's no way you can know all of the uh, all of the words. There's so much just, knowledge. And, and by the way, you know. <laughs> There's everyone encounters stuff like that all the time. All so the time. it's not. And, yeah. and then I, I find it a very wonderful create when someone will say, What does that mean? I, or, or just look it up at the. Whatever. You're always learning. Yeah. Somebody says one point for Delco. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Hang on. I want to go to uh, Sean, who's been on hold for a long, long time. Hey, Sean, good morning. Hey, am I on the air? Yeah. 
I want to fart in your face. No, no. Oh, my God. That's a tribute to uh, Roger Ailes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Fart in your face. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, for, for years, uh, I always thought it was lip singing, and it's actually lip syncing. Sure. I'll bet that's more common than you realize. I, I yeah. was just about to say that, President. Because the, the words can sound similar, syncing and singing. I'm yeah, because if you say it, if you say it quick, you yeah. know it's like oh, listen. Yeah. And well, by the way, like what? And that, there's not like uh, oh god, Sean. There's not a vast difference if you so you're you're sync you're syncing up to the music, but yeah. you're also if you're just lip singing, you, there's you're no just moving sound. your lips. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. similar. I would give you that one. Yeah, we'll give you that one, Sean. Two points, Delco. Oh, All right, good, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Do you live in Delco? What's that? Where do you live? What what county do you live in? Bucks, baby. Bucks, bucks. bucks. Wow. Twenty around. points, bucks. Even it out. All right, thanks, buddy. All right, one, twenty points. One. La- <laughs> Are you a helicopter pilot? <laughs> that's, that's what should be the next one. Is yeah. not the good things that happen, but the things like that that happen. Oh, oh, just bad negative. things. Yeah. Or yeah, we should not like not like crime, murders, like sad and things, not that kind of stuff. Stupid but like things. Stupid things. Okay, yeah. maybe we're not going to do that. We uh, Delco won, and we're just going to walk away. <laughs> we're taking our win. We're going day. home. Yeah. <laughs> One last call, then we got to take a break. We're going to Sarah next. Hey, Sarah. Hey. Hey, what's up, Sarah? I thought that <laughs> this is so stupid. Okay. Um, the little mini model tents that they have at like REI and Dick's. Yeah. I okay. So. Uh, I'll explain when you when you go to purchase a a tent at a at a store like an outdoor store they will have a smaller version a scale model just, give you idea. just to give you an idea of what it looks like okay so that's what you're referring to <laughs> and I thought they were for dogs <laughs> oh, <laughs> look adorable. they make a little tent dog tents for dogs it looks just like your tent I mean they're called pup tents from time to time <gasps> yeah. this is true those are for puppies <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were buying a new tent for a camping trip and I was with my husband I was like. Oh my God! We should totally get our dog a separate tent. That's an amazing idea. Yeah. It's like you're you're joking, right? Oh. We, I, you know, you might just have stumbled upon a, a business opportunity. Why <laughs> why not have a separate dog tent and then the, your cats and all that stuff? A bird tent. Why, why not? And you could call them. You could call them pup tents. Yeah. Yes. And you can put a roof over your yeah. head. See? High five. High they five. Sell okay, when do, um, when do puppies stop be, being, when are they, okay, how do you say this? I know they, words. When they become adults? Yeah. How, when do they sure? stop becoming, when, when are they not puppies and just dogs? Uh, my puppies are five years old and they're still puppies. Yeah. Oh, when yeah, they get hair on the junk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When they finally grow hair on the junk. <laughs> I, I think, don't know. well, like as far as like uh, the vet or or food, like food. I think after a year, they're not a puppy anymore. Oh, you yeah. get dog food. Okay. You're exactly right. Yeah, cat cats and dogs are you mature at a uh, an accelerated rate, but we live longer statistically. So, ha, ah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you for sharing. Uh, it was definitely fun, and um, it's always nice to admit these things. We we got started. Chelsea Handler had admitted she thought the sun and the moon were the same thing <laughs> until she. Your brain has the shell on it. Until she was 40, 40 years old and recently, you know, has shared that. So I thought that was kind of fun. All right. Speaking of the sun and the moon, we're going to talk about uh, space and uh, the universe and our solar system, all this stuff. When we return, it's the Space Cowboy. And we actually have a guest who's going to join us, a listener from the JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Pretty amazing that he's a big fan of the show. So we'll come back in a moment. Stay with us. like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand.
Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We found out recently, or Nick had uh, bring had brought this up to me that uh, we have a, a big fan in the Jet Propulsion Lab uh, in California, and yes. I mean that's where like super duper smart people are. Well, and they're they're doing uh, incredible things for our uh, exploration of space. Have been for a long, long time, uh, and I and, and that coupled with the fact that I saw like three or four. Very interesting stories that have to do with the space exploration. And Kathy sent them to you. She sent them over to me. <laughs> and we figured that this would be a good opportunity to take a ride with the space cowboys. We haven't done this in a little while. No, yeah. no. So we're going to lead with our guest from the JPL, and he's going to tell us about uh, a very cool endeavor that they have. Please welcome Mr. Rob Zellum yeah. to the show, joining us Everyone? via Zoom. Hey, Rob, how you doing, man? Pretty well. How about all you? We're doing well. Um, you know, by the way, what are your what are your ties to our region? Are you from the Philly area? Yeah, I went to school at Villanova for an undergrad, and oh. just I've been podcasting all the last fourteen years. Oh. Fourteen years, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. You must be the envy of all your coworkers that you <laughs> got fourteen years with us. What was uh, what was your major at uh, Villanova? Uh, astronomy. Astronomy. I've stuck with it ever since. Okay. Yeah. I, I've told it the story. It's a really great astronomy program. I've oh. told the story on, on the air before that I, I was very much looking, in my very brief uh, college career, looking forward to astronomy. Yes. And then I realized, hey, <laughs> this is really hard. Dude, is There's a lot of math. <laughs> no one told me that there would be math involved Dude, in I this. Dude, I did the same thing, yeah. man. Uh, you, you just figured, okay, look through the telescope, and what do you see? And look at you. Yeah. You've made a career out of this. Hey, Rob, I do have a question for you. In, in a nutshell, shell um for those who may not know the jet propulsion laboratory uh what is it what are some of the things throughout uh, all the uh, space exploration uh, in america what, what has the jpl done for the program because there's so much and you can just touch on a few highlights if you don't mind yeah so jpl is one of the nasa centers so you have a bunch across the entire nation we're one just outside of los angeles in southern california and JPL is most famous known for its uh, robotic missions to Mars. So the Mars rovers were all built by JPL. We also build uh, instruments to go on spacecraft to look at planets outside of our own solar system and do ground-based observing and space-based observing and exoplanets. Planets outside of our solar system is actually what I study at JPL. Okay. Uh, so some really cool, heady, practical, and and uh, and just crazy, over the top. This is what we're doing with this. We're going to do it, damn it! Comes out. Of That's yeah. it. Yeah, they said we're going to do it, and we do it. Rob, uh, um, um, forgive me if I'm wrong about this, but when we would see footage of like some uh, a bunch of uh, NASA engineers getting really excited, uh, like with a Mars rover, that was usually at JPL in Pasadena, isn't that right? Yeah, exactly. So we have our own mission control out here, and then that room is where all the engineers and scientists hang out and then go crazy, and that's when uh, everything happens successfully. So uh, in addition to, obviously, the the, 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 the Mars rovers and, and those vehicles, um, uh, what else are you 
give us the long game here. What 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 are you uh, you know are you going to be involved in the actual perhaps uh, manned exploration of Mars or is it okay? So all of that falls under your purview. Yeah, JPL typically does robotic spaceflight and oh, manned spaceflight or human spaceflight is typically like out of Houston and also at Cape Canaveral as well. So um, long term, you know, always looking for life. At least that's one of the one things that I really want to do as a scientist is to hopefully help find life on planets outside of our own solar system. Gotcha. Wow. All right. Wow. So I have a question for you because uh, space, I, I love it, uh, but it twists my melon a lot. And I don't know how often your melon gets twisted just by the thoughts of space. All the time. But, okay. So <laughs> All the time. Uh, I was wondering not too long ago, I, I was like, what shape is space? And uh, what shape is space? I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really great question. And as far as I know, I think it's still a question that they don't know the answer to, actually. And there's actually a lot of missions that, that sort of answer these questions that are part of the, the field called cosmology. And people much smarter than I can actually look at really intense math and sort of figure out what shape space I was is. Just so I don't know the answer to that. Shaped like a teddy bear, but I was, I'm known probably way over on that. <laughs> I, I, I'll believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. go along with that. Uh, but Rob, you are reaching out uh, to, uh, uh, you know, amateur astronomers uh, for some assistance in what you do, correct? Yeah, exactly. So I run a project called Exoplanet Watch. And what I do, again, in JPL is I study planets outside of our solar system. They're called exoplanets. And this... Um, what we can do is actually we can use something called the transit method. So if we're lucky and we look at a star, that star might have a planet orbiting around it. And that planet might occasionally block out the light from its host star. And this is really helpful because this allows us to actually characterize the atmosphere of the planet itself. So we can actually figure out what sort of molecules are in that planet's atmosphere. And eventually, we can figure out if life exists in that planet's atmosphere or on its surface as well. So you're basically... So in order to... Yeah, You're basically creating a, like a, a a mesh of data collecting, correct? Like, uh, so you're 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 turning everyone into part of a larger computer, basically. Or a larger telescope, exactly. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there's too many planets for us to look at professionally here, so we need amateur astronomers' help. And we also have a lot of data that we need. Any other person that doesn't have their own telescope can also participate in this project as well. So we need your help to observe these exoplanets. And you can actually use a telescope as small as just three inches in diameter. So... A lot of you have your telescopes at home or got them over uh, for the holidays. You can actually use those to help participate in our project or even just your smartphone as well. Hey, wow. Rob, is there a, a fair amount of discovery that's done by amateur uh, astronomers? Oh, yeah. There's tons of amateurs that are involved in this work, and I think some have actually discovered some exoplanets themselves using their own telescopes or using uh, NASA data from NASA telescopes that they've been analyzing and uh, studying themselves as well. How how much is so like with the, the James Webb with the telescope um, and 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 the uh, the stuff that we're getting uh, from that and and obviously Hubble yielded a tremendous amount of stuff. What of all of that? Since you're going outside of our area, outside of our solar system, what uh, what intrigues you the most? What's at the top of your really got to get into some of that action for you? Yeah, honestly, I think we're on the cusp of really 
potentially being having the ability to, to start to discovering life. So ah. right now with our current generation of telescopes, we can start to, you know, characterize the atmospheres of these planets. But the next generation of missions that'll be launched in the 20s, 30s, and 2040s, they are built and designed explicitly to discover life on planets outside of our own solar system, mm. which is just mind-blowing to me that we might be able to finally answer that question if we're alone in the universe. Rob, how do we how do we go about that without theoretically uh, proving that there's life? How do, how do you... How do you find that out definitively? Because you're talking about an enormous distances uh, to, to be able to, to actually have some type of actual proof of living entities elsewhere. I how, know this. How do you do? Okay. You look for garbage cans. Oh. Mm. Right, right. That's going to prove <laughs> where go. there's waste, yes, right. there's life. Absolutely. No, yeah, that's a great question. How, how do you beyond the theoretical? Well, then other than looking for garbage cans, what you can do <laughs> is um, sometimes life can also give off, you know, um, sort of sort of signatures or, or molecules. Like, so, for example, if we exhale, we give off carbon dioxide. There's tons of cows on the earth. So you see tons of methane in the form of cow farts. Yeah. So you can actually look for these side effects of life and then infer that, you know, if you see these sort of molecules in the planet's atmosphere, that planet also has life on its surface. And. This is actually an outstanding question in our field today. It's, you know, what are the, the signs of, of molecules that we're looking for on these planets' atmospheres that would definitively determine if that planet has life on its surface? And that's actually a, an outstanding question that folks are studying today. Wow. Rob, it's probably uh, ignorant of me, but a lot of the science that I like to learn is based in science fiction. And my favorite science fiction is the stuff that has the most science attached to it. And, and Preston turned me onto a book called project hail mary which they're turning into a movie now and, and casey read it as well um and it it seems to me anyway that that has a lot of accurate science information in it um can you talk a little bit about sort of the, the melding of science fiction and actual science when it comes to space exploration yeah and i actually read that book earlier this year it was a really great book if anyone of you haven't read it yet but it's awesome so um yeah there's actually a ton of synergy between science and science fiction sometimes you'll have science fiction inspiring science as has happened many many times such as like star trek the tricorder um similarly you have tons of science inferring the science fiction andy weir's done in my opinion at least a really great job of making sure that his books are all sort of science-based and he actually talks with uh jay paylor such as myself or he hasn't actually talked with me i'm not that famous but, um, <laughs> he's not famous at all uh, he has he's talked with jay paylors and and try to make sure that you know there's a strong science foundation to their books so it really it's cool because it goes hand in hand and you'll have folks on like movies and if you look at like the credits of like a science fiction movie, you actually see like mm. they actually talk to NASA scientists and engineers yeah. to make sure their science engineering is actually sound. So we're talking about reaching out and looking for life. What do you believe? As there's been all sorts of things coming out now about the way uh, information is now being declassified about what we know is in our own atmosphere and around our. Where are we with that? How? Where do you stand on that? Do you believe that you know what we're we're actively looking out there. What about out there actively looking towards us? Hmm. Yeah, perhaps there is some astronomers out there that are looking back at the Earth and actually doing observations of our own Earth right now. That could potentially be happening. In so much as like UFOs and stuff, personally, I think they're probably uh, you know classified military experiments that we just don't know about. You know, famous ones are like the SR seventy one or the U two. People saw that flying around, you know, the desert out here in like the 50s, 60s, and 70s. 
it would look like alien technology to you. So right. I think that's really just classified stuff we don't know about yet. But also, <clears throat> space is just so ginormous, to use a technical term. <laughs> and, you know, the likelihood that alien life is out here is pretty slim, in my opinion. But also, you know, for as far as conspiracy theories are about, you know, NASA's hiding the truth and, you know, there's alien life out there. It's hard for any of us to really keep any secrets. I have friends that are on Facebook and Twitter all the the, you know, all the time. Right. And they're always talking about what they're doing. So, and also if I were the one to discover life, I would want to go on that lecture circuit and let everyone know about it. <laughs> I want to be the next Neil deGrasse Tyson so I can afford, you know, more than two bags of ramen a day. Wow. Um, well, Rob, back to the, um, uh, the watch that you're doing, the Explo uh, exoplanet watch. Um, how do you need people's help? How they, how can they, uh, jump in and be a part of this, uh, endeavor? Yeah. So what you can just do is hop on a website and just Google NASA Exoplanet Watch, and you can actually participate using your own smartphone or computer. We have a ton of data out there that we've been gifted from the last 10 years or so from a telescope out in Arizona. And you can actually use your smartphone or your Chromebook or computer to actually analyze that data and help us turn those images of a star into data of an exoplanet. Also, if you have your own telescope, again, we can have users with scopes as small as three inches and a little digital camera on the back. You can actually make your own observations of these exoplanets themselves. And we need help from folks all across the world. There are thousands of planets, over 5,000 that we know of today, and we need your help to observe them and to refine their, their timings so then we can go on Hubble, on James Webb, on large ground-based telescopes and use that time on those telescopes a lot more efficiently and effectively. So we're, we're not talking for uh, about complete neophytes here. We're talking about people who have a little bit of of uh, telescope, or at least, uh, as you said, an amateur amateur. Uh, uh, you know, telescope enthusiast or, or, or anybody who has a little bit of um, capability in this area because this seems like it could still be a little bit daunting for someone who's not, has not even approached this at all, correct? So, so far as like observing, potentially yes, but we also have our own Slack channel and we're more than help, oh. happy to help anyone out with it. All also, right. we are looking for those neophytes, folks that have always had a passing interest in exoplanets or science or NASA or whatever, and we've put tutorials, we have online videos, uh, we have that very active Slack channel where we're more than happy to help folks out. Oh, cool. So we're actually looking for anyone and everyone to join this project. Excellent. Okay. So exoplanets.nasa.gov, that's where people should go? Or just Google NASA Exoplanet Watch. I can never remember URLs myself. <laughs> excellent. excellent. Well, awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. So it, it, the, the arms are extended wide for everybody mm -hmm. to participate. That's excellent. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Rob, uh, you know, good luck in your search. And hopefully people are going to help uh, narrow things down and get you the info and data that you need. And uh, if you're ever back in Philly and you want to swing by, come and visit us, okay? Yeah, we'll do. Gazooks, everyone. Have Gazooks. 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 Take care. Rob Zellum, cool, guys. Yeah. At the JPL. So cool. In California. I, I would, uh, I'd love to visit that place. I, I don't know how much, what it is to look at, you know. It may just be well, he's buildings us. that, you know, look like a business office or it, something like it's that. It's like but. NASA. I mean, it, it, there are, um, I'm sure, parts that are uh, boring cubicles. But uh, Rob has wanted Casey to visit when Casey did his cross-country trip. Hmm. And so at some point when we're in L.A., hopefully maybe even doing a week worth of broadcast in Los Angeles, we could go visit the JPL in Pasadena. You know, you'll do, you'll visit, you'll end up leaning. Uh, 
leaning back on a button that'll send a signal out to <laughs> that invading army that's just been waiting for a sign. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. yeah. All right. I do have uh, a couple other Space Cowboy things. Do it. Which we can dive into. We haven't done this in a little while. Uh, but this is kind of cool. Kathy might like it because it's something you can actually see. Ooh. That's when she cares is when you can actually see it. Right, Kathy? Yeah. If you can okay. see it, to me, it's real. All right. So <laughs> if you're looking at the night sky over the next month and you make out a tiny green light in the sky... Uh, it is actually a rare green comet uh, that is uh, passing by Earth and will be visible. Eagles were green in the night sky for nearly a month, and in fact, it made its debut on the twelfth, I believe. Um, and it's called Comet C two twenty twenty two E three ZTF. It was discovered last March when it was already inside the orbit of Jupiter. It's distinguishable by its green glow. Um, I've seen pictures of it. It's pretty amazing. So NASA scientists said the comet is expected to make its closest approach to the sun uh, or the uh, perihelion on January 12th, which has already come and gone, and will be visible to stargazers in the northern hemisphere. And they say it will collide with India when? Uh, They did not. Uh, Those in the southern hemisphere should be able to view the comet in February. Uh, Comets are notoriously, NASA wrote this, notoriously unpredictable. Uh, But if this one continues its current trend in brightness, it'll be easy to spot with binoculars. And it's just possible that it could become visible to the un aided eye under dark skies. So you will need to maybe have some uh, assistance when you're looking at this. Uh, it will shift to the northwest and the horizon through January. makes its closest pass to Earth uh, between February 1st and February 2nd. So I don't know where exactly in the night sky you need to look for it. You, know, there, 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 you have a couple of apps on your phone. I have them as well. Yeah. And, and then they'll, they'll pop up. They'll, they'll put you right into that section of the sky where you're more like... More likely to see it. Yeah, and on the apps, when you when you you hold them up, and yeah. it, it's uh, it's you know GPS, obviously. So you, it, mm-hmm. when you're in the sky, they're usually really big uh, icons and stuff that kind of dumb it down for you yep, to show yep. you exactly where and the I planets need the, the dumbest uh, and things are. I I love that stuff, especially when you can see multiple planets at one time if you have a big yes. view, uh, which is great. So uh, so yeah, there's a green comet up there. Uh, and you can see it now uh, if you uh, if you look in the right place at the right. Maybe that'll be next year's rose color time. Maybe yes, yes it'll be comet green, comet green from Stephen Singer Jewelers. Yeah. All right, I have a few more things, and I am the space cowboy. Yeehaw! Uh, NASA astronaut Frank Rubio and Russian cosmonauts Sergei Propi- uh, Prokopyev yes. and Dmitry Petalin are faced with extending their stay aboard the International Space Station by several months and will require a new ride home after their Russian MS-22 Soyuz spacecraft sprang a leak last month. Uh, They were supposed to use the spacecraft to return to Earth in March. Uh, And this past Wednesday, NASA and Russian space officials unveiled a plan to launch an empty Soyuz capsule to the ISS to ferry them back instead. That means that the three men will spend several more months at the ISS. And I wonder <laughs> how that news is. If it's like, oh, man. Yay or... Or is it, yeah. oh, yeah, we get to hang up here even longer, you I know? I want to get laid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, NASA is not considering the move up to the MS-23 Soyuz uh, launch a rescue mission. 
Uh, right now, they said the crew is safe on board the, safe, uh, the space station. I can station. only poop if I'm home. Uh, so they're calling it a replacement <laughs> Soyuz. It's not a rescue Soyuz. Okay, yeah. Uh, what does that do? So obviously, they'll, they'll have a buffer as far as supplies and things like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, throw in a couple extra boxes of Triscuits and stuff. But uh, <laughs> uh, was, that, was there, I assume there was going to, at some point, be a swap out. Of um, cosmonauts going up there as well. Yeah, right? I don't know how they. I don't know if they if they always do you know one for one or whatever. Yeah. They they didn't say anything in this particular story about people coming up to replace them uh, or to swap them out. So I'm not sure what the story is on that. And I also don't know what extended stays mean. You know, for your body. Yeah. If, if it's, uh, I, I don't think there's much more exposure to radiation because they should still be inside the Van Allen belt. I believe. We're doing fine. Okay. <laughs> No effects from the extended radiation. Okay. Yeah, that's something to consider. But also, uh, the uh, just the the, the 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 bone density and the, and the muscle yeah. Uh, yeah. development and all that stuff starts to really wane. Even, no matter how hard you, you know, just in general. Terms, you walk around, you go upstairs here, you don't have that. You have to actively up there aggressively make sure you're providing resistance yeah. to do the things that we take for granted. You know, yep. It would be cool uh, to talk to somebody on the space station. Wouldn't That'd that be cool? Be cool? God. We try, we've tried for years. Nick has tried for years. Those are the only people that let talk to us, the ones that are... How far along is he in with his radiation exposures? Oh, he's like, he's about seven months over. All right, I'll, I'll put him through the MMR. Right, are you there? Play some Nickelback. Play some Nickelback. Duh. Uh, no, Nick has tried for years to get us uh, in communication with somebody up on the uh, on the ISS, and uh, one guy. Yeah. and there was one guy who was a total dick. Yeah, he blocked he's like rude. Yeah, yeah. he a, blocked you. No, he's a he's a, oh, a, a C block. Yeah, oh, he's a C block. He's a space uh, space station block. <laughs> yeah. Space block. Space block. That sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. All right, I, it's disgusting. We'll keep on trying. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Here's another thing. Uh, NASA captured rare footage of a black hole eating up a star and creating a gas cloud. Nom, nom, nom. That's how it works. Uh, that is a uh, as large as our solar system. Uh, the footage was captured by the Hubble. Listen to that. After uh, good luck placed the star collapsing closer to the telescope than is generally the case for such events. <laughs> you know, the, again, I always refer to this uh, special. I think it was Nat Geo did it a while ago. Again, it starts on a beach on Earth and just keeps going up and into space and further out and further out and further out and further out. And for all the majesty and beauty of the universe, mm-hmm. there's so much out there. Oh, there's nothing. That's just, well, or also mean- that is... A, Brutal and aggressive, oh, and yeah, eating, yeah, yeah. you know, things that are just incredibly destructive. There's a uh, there's a wonderful thing called uh, the power of ten. You guys have seen that. Yes, before, yeah. Where you can not only zoom out uh, to you know the outer reaches of the universe, but also it goes the opposite way. It goes into a nano, right, and, yeah. or into uh, quantum, you know, smaller right. uh, um, sizes, and it's. Man, if you start, it's like Casey was talking uh, to uh, Rob just a minute ago and talking about the 
uh, things tweak in your melon as far as sizes and 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 relativity and stuff like that. That's one that uh, messes with my head too. Well, in like, the, are we even here? Are if we you even start here? thinking about stuff like that, do am I even real? Well, and that would cause my brother to go into a massive panic attack. Hey, Tom, hey Tom, you know the universe goes on forever. Uh, but uh, there's a great movie called The Incredible Shrinking Man. Because Nick, you talk about how science <laughs> science yeah. fiction feeds our perceptions of science, and in that he he posits that notion at the end as he's getting ever ever smaller. He says. You know, because is there a point at which the infinite and the infinitesimal, testimony, yes, okay, uh, meet, you know, we're the largest in the, <laughs> right, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? I and, guess and, so, theoretically, yeah. 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 It's it's wild. Infinitesimal. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I'm, I'm, infinitesimal? Mm. Infinitesimal. Infantile. Infantile. There you go. <laughs> really small. Reptile. Yeah. Uh, itty bitty is another way of putting that. All right, so another black hole story. Uh, there's a region in space recently discovered where gravity is so immense that nothing even light can escape from it. Of course, a black hole. Black hole. And now astronomers Texas have tea. Uh, discovered something even more remarkable. That's two black holes have been spotted dining side by side. I saw that movie last night. Uh, the pair are growing simultaneously just 750 light years apart. The closest scientists have ever observed and will eventually combine into a gargantuan Black hole. Uh, they were discovered. They were discovered by researchers at the uh, Alma Telescope, the most powerful telescope in observing molecular gas and dust, which is located in the uh, Atacama Desert. I don't know. Oh, Atacama. Atacama Desert. It's the driest desert in the world. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's interesting when you think about this. Like, oh my God, two black holes. This is. Oh my God. This is, it's going to take them like 200 million years. Before it ever all comes together. Do you know what they say? So I was watching uh, a special on the Sci-Fi Channel. And they had a guy on that talking about it. Because he goes, you need to really consider the fact that we are all around possibly accidentally creating a black hole in a laboratory situation here on Earth. With like the Hedron Collider. CERN. Uh, yeah, and all of that stuff uh, that they're working on. A lot of it dances around what would go into, theoretically, the creation of a black hole. So... <laughs> we could be doing the damage right here on Earth. What, what was this you saw? It was a Sci-Fi Channel special about okay. about the creation of black holes and that we are flirting with things that are all around that right now. Right. Yeah. But do they think it could ever get to the level of creating one yes, that they would do. suck the Earth up? <laughs> yes. And really? Do. Yeah. Yeah. And destroy it? Yeah. Yay. Interesting. I mean, if we, go, if, if we got to go, yeah, like yeah. that's, I would, I'd be all that's right with that. Like, all of a sudden, black holes ha- happening somewhere in Switzerland. Yeah. Right. We're all going to go at the same time. I wonder how quickly. We get to see that cool thing where we all stretch out. (laughs) I wonder how quickly. (laughs) Something like that would come together. They're saying by the weekend. Okay. (laughs) Man. Yeah, I had stuff going on this weekend. Yeah, Eagles are playing. Damn it. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) One lucky fan is going to win his own black hole. Is that a stretching out? Is that what that is? It is. All right, all right, stop. I hate that sound. Stop it. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. See, in space, that's considered beautiful music. Is that what that yeah. is? Yeah. I love it. It's on my iPod. <laughs> Turn it. Hey, is that cosmic rock? Is that freedom stretch? Turn it up. 
Uh, ultimately, these black holes will start producing gravitational waves far stronger than that have previously been detected. And the researchers said before crashing into each other to form one jumbo-sized black hole. Uh, these findings also suggest that binary black holes and the merging galaxies that create them may actually be surprisingly common in the mm. universe. Kathy, what are you doing? See? It's no spend January. What are you doing right she's now? Not buying. Yeah, yeah, she's not no, buying. Yeah, no, I have not. I'm doing really well with okay. it. Yeah. yeah. So going to Pornhub. Are you shopping at all? <laughs> oh, right now? Yeah. No, I'm re- reading a, biz- a Philadelphia Business Journal. Oh, all right. <laughs> There's a recent real estate transaction on the main line. No oh, kidding. really? Wow. Yeah. $134 million. Also, did you know that the Princeton and Avalon is for sale? Yes. What? Yeah, they want like yeah. $65 million for it. So yeah. I heard they, they got a bid of like in the 50s somewhere and they turned it down. Yeah. What? I mean, apparently they, they pull, like, yeah, I did all the research. I, I have a friend who's a de- developer. I was like, yo, are you going to do this? He's like, no, they want too much. And, uh, was it the whole block case? It's, it's, the, whole it's whole the whole block. block. And apparently, the whole like, damn block. It, it pulls in like, Ten million a year, you know? No, I, but I think it's ten million per business. Whoa, that's what I read. Like ten, the million, Princeton ten million, and, ten million. And then there's the White Briar, and then there was the Sea Grill, which is no longer open. Hmm. Okay. It's it, they said it's like oh, they haven't seen this in you know as as far back as they can go that the entire block in a beach town is for sale. It's almost like a black hole sucking yeah. in all the yes. money. That's yes. it. That's it. Yeah, a real estate black hole. Trying to bring us back in here. <laughs> All right, and that's it. Yeah. I thought those were kind of interesting stories. Very in cool. Space and space exploration and all that stuff. And it was really cool to have Rob on. Yeah. Uh, from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. If you can participate in that, you know, yeah. have any passing interest, you could be part of this this huge data collection that'll you know take us into the next level. Yep, absolutely. Or destroy us all. Well, in the black I've, hole. I've done a little data collection. Uh, it's called the Bizarre File. I got some stories that I'll share with you when we return. So we'll take a quick break and come back. Back in a moment or two, so make sure you hang with us, friend. After two years, the strangest spectacle on snow is back. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic, Friday, March 3rd, at Scranton's Montage Mountain, with thousands up for grabs and cash prizes. Select registration and complete details at WMMR.com. Come for the cardboard and stay for the Mountain Fest. Two days of live music, Mountainside. Friday night, it's up clear. Saturday starts with some pond skimming, then ramps up with an explosive double down. Lit. And fuel. Cap off the day with a fireworks show on the snow. Join us for a kickin' weekend at Montauk, President Steve's Cardboard Classic, and Mountain Fest. Details at WMMR.com from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, we shall do the Bizarre File right now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. All right, brought to you this morning by Connecticut School of Broadcasting. This year, invest in yourself and your future at CSB Media Arts Center in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Broadcast media training in months, not years. Schedule yours today. Uh, visit GoCSB.com. Uh, Tanaja Johnson, who is 14 years old, was seriously hurt while getting her hair done at a Detroit hair salon. What do you hear? Oh, boy. What happened? The hairstylist was running a salon out of a clothing store. The hairstylist placed a can of hairspray too close to essentially like a, a heated mm-hmm. uh, 
They're like a curling iron or something like that. And it exploded in her face. Oh, wow. Sending her to the hospital. The city launched an investigation. Johnson remains in the children's hospital after she suffered facial fractures and lost sight in one eye. Uh, The 14-year-old saw a young woman on Instagram named Styles by Mac showing off her work, and she booked an appointment. That stylist alerts customers that she is unlicensed and that she says... That it was her fault that she placed a container of highly flammable, got-to-be-glued blasting freeze spray near her curling iron. That's what I use, got-to-be-glued blasting freeze. It is something salon owners in the area say that a licensed stylist would know not to put anything that flammable near the heater. Oh, my God. Uh, Johnson's mother said the stylist didn't even seem too concerned that her daughter was so severely injured. Uh, according to uh, Tanaja Johnson, mother Latina... She said she was a bit nonchalant and had no concerns. Said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Only 23 and I don't have a license is apparently what she said. Hey, these things happen, you know. Uh, since Monday, a mom who took her daughter to the same stylist before her prom says the stylist allegedly offered her daughter marijuana and alcohol. <laughs> That's great. I don't think she's got a future in this. And so she doesn't have a legitimate license? It's hard to believe. She has no license, exactly. Wow, that's messed up. Hey, how about some guns? Uh, listen to this. A former councilman, this is in Indiana, and coroner of LaPorte County is under arrest once again for entering a home without permission. Only this time he's accused of performing a sexual act in the homeowner's bedroom. And now for my next trick. Uh, John Sullivan, who is 62, was arrested on Wednesday and faces charges of residential entry and malicious mischief. Sullivan, a longtime firefighter, was charged in 2018 for illegally entering a woman's residence while he was still a councilman on the LaPorte County Council. Sullivan eventually pleaded guilty to his charge and stepped down from his position on the council. He was given 182 days on GPS monitoring as part of his plea deal. In addition to being a former councilman and firefighter, he also served as the county coroner for eight years. Wow. Is there anything he can't do? Deputies were dispatched to a rural residence on Wednesday in reference to a burglary in progress, and police said that the homeowner observed Sullivan on home surveillance Entering the home and going into the bedroom. Police said Sullivan is then accused of performing a sexual act within the bedroom. Hi, folks. Which was reportedly observed on the surveillance footage. So nobody was there, but oh. he was he was rubbing one out. Oh. There we go. Officers were the first to arrive at the residence and notice a gray Honda passenger oh, yeah. vehicle traveling in reverse oh, yeah. in, in the driveway. Oh, Police stopped the vehicle, and Sullivan was identified as a the driver. They then took him into custody. So he's at it again. Uh, several high school football players in Texas were left needing urgent medical treatment after their coach allegedly ordered them to do 400 push-ups as punishment. Now, Steve, you one time did 500. Oh, yeah. And you said it nearly crippled you. I couldn't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there's there's some serious things that can happen yeah, to yeah. you. So the now, pun- now, mind you, I did... A couple hundred push-ups as uh, all the time as my um, exercise program. Right, right. And even then, with that, it killed me. So this guy tried doing four hundred. So the or, or he, he, he had punished his uh, uh, players to do this. The punishing workout was imposed by John Harrell, uh, the head football coach at Rockwall Health High School or at Rockwall Heath High School, uh, who has since been suspended and placed on administrative leave. At least eight students needed hospital treatment. Oh, wow. One of the mothers said their child had been diagnosed with um, uh, rhabdomyolysis, which is a potentially life-threatening medical condition caused by damaged muscle tissue. Wow! So it can it can be that bad. So so he had not. This wasn't part of their normal training. They weren't doing stuff that was you know 
at least this demand, uh, moderately demanding even. This was his punishment, so he okay. made them do this. Wow. So the school district said in a statement that it had uh, engaged an independent third party to conduct an investigation Jeez. into this. Yeah, pretty messed up. Neighbors are now fawning over one Winston-Salem man after he helped pull the bucket off of a deer's head. Aww. When it was fawning, clear- yeah. it's a deer reference. When it was clearly stuck and in distress. Uh, Kevin McHugh said it was terrifying. Uh, he said, if I didn't have my adrenaline going the whole time, I would have probably run from the deer instead of going toward the deer. It was an encounter caught on camera as well. He said it was obvious that it was in much distress. And we wanted to make sure that it didn't hurt anyone or run into traffic. McHugh said, and it was uh, smashing into trees and po- posts and being generally stupid. That's what he said about the deer. Uh-huh. Uh, during, uh, during the encounter uh, caught on camera, you can see the deer hobbling around as neighbors gather. Uh-huh. He said it was running for its life, smashing everything in front of it and totally blind. Let me go smash, get my rifle. Smash, smash, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, hopping around because it couldn't see and thought that it was in the dark. It was like a zombie movie. He said it was really terrifying. Oh. Uh, McHugh uh, finally got close enough to yank the bucket off as the deer made a run for. He said the only thing I thought to do was to try to wrestle the bucket off its head, and I succeeded. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, McHugh also realized that the situation could have turned out much differently. Absolutely, deer in a bucket. He said it was uh, one of the dumbest things I've ever done. Uh, there was a chance that it was mad and it would have attacked who it saw first. But at that point, uh, I didn't really care because there was a bucket on its head, and that's pretty silly. <laughs> that's what he said. That's pretty silly. That's just silly. Yeah, I had a bucket on its head, so I pulled it off. And stop this silliness. <laughs> you stop. You're crazy. Uh, he's, no, no one apparently knew how long the bucket had been on the deer's head, but it was clearly happy. Well, the deer knew. Afterwards. Yeah, the deer probably knew. How long do you think? About uh, three weeks. Yeah, about three weeks? Uh-huh. That's amazing to even survive. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they found the you know I hate you hate when you see it like a yeah. like a raccoon with a jaw oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Is it? Oh, well, it's Horrible. sad, but it is kind of funny. It looking. is, and it that's is, why yeah. they need to get it off. There it, was so. a uh, in California. These guys, I think they were park rangers. There was a cougar with its leg. An actual cougar, not yeah. like an old woman. Oh, my God, this hurts so much. <laughs> I was on my way to the bar, and I slept, and I broke my knee. What happened? But this cougar's leg was caught in a trap, and uh, these guys saved it. Why like, would you put that in the in the bar? <laughs> uh, and how did, how did, was it okay? Yeah, it was yeah. fine. But you would hope that, like, the cougar would be like, oh, my God, thank you so yeah, much. But, but it killed both of them. Yeah, no. Yeah, it, it ripped their throats out. Yeah. Did you see the report, by the way? Don't you jump in quickly? That's the end of the bizarre file, by the way. The cougar population is once again in the United States moving easterly. Like, in other words, oh, we used right. to have them around. Yeah, we used to have them in this area. There was a fair amount. And then they sort of went away. Right. Uh, and now uh, they are moving again in the country. The The cougar population is moving. I mean, they're, they're not here yet, but there's every belief that they will in time make it Back here. Yay. So it's Yay, lions. Woo. Yeah. Area. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, we should take a break. Come back in a second. We'll test your knowledge of today's program because we have the lesson question, which is up next. And we'll get trash and music news, too. So make sure you stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are going to pose a question to you today. It's the lesson question. What am I doing? His mic's not on. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. Not a problem. Uh, so anyway, where was I? Lesson question. That's what we're going to do. And we are going to see if you know the answer to this. A four-pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Wings game versus the Toronto Rock. And that is this Saturday at the Wells Fargo Center. The question that we will ask you is... What kind of crackers do they like to have on the International Space Station? And that was just a little while ago. Yeah. Let's see if you know the answer. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. What kind of crackers do they like to have on the International Space Station? If you heard it and you know it, call now. This is a prize to be won. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. This morning it is brought to you by Horizon Services. Stop putting up with cold showers, clogged drains, or leaky faucets. Let Horizon Services clear your drains, stop your leaks, replace your water heater, and resolve all of your plumbing worries today. Visit or you can book at horizoneasybook.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Dwayne Johnson complimenting Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth's physique after the Thor actor posted an Instagram video of him holding his breath underwater. Johnson commented back, quote, looking good, brother. Would love to see the butthole. Hey! I don't even know what that means. Michael Bay denying allegations that he caused the death of a pigeon while filming a movie in Italy. Bay says he refuses to get caught up in the me coup movement. Maria Maria Osmond opening up about her decision not to leave her kids an inheritance, saying she wants them to stand on their own. Osmond later fessed up, admitting that she actually blew their inheritance on snacks she sneaks while hawking Nutrisystem. All right, we're looking for the answer to this question, and we need to know what kind of crackers do they have on the International Space Station. 215-263-WMMR is the number, and it is Chris that we're going to go to. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Chris. All right, what kind of crackers do they have on the International Space Station? That would be Triscuits. Triscuits. Yeah. A four-pack of tickets for the uh, Wings game against uh, Toronto this Saturday, uh, January 21st, Wells Fargo Center. You can be there for 215 night when the Wings celebrate all things Philly. You can score great deals for the whole family with $2 pretzels, dollar hot dogs, and $5 beers. Wow. Uh, get your tickets at wingslax.com, by the way. All right, music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93. WMMR. Yeah! 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 All right, it is brought to you by Connecticut School of Broadcasting. This year, invest in yourself and your future at CSB Media Arts Center in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Broadcast media training in months, not years. Schedule yours today. Uh, schedule a tour today, actually. You can go to csb.com for all the information. 
Uh, Monoskin released their new single called Gossip, and it features Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine. Uh, the band's frontman, uh, Damiano David, commented about Morello. He said his enormous experience allowed us to take cues on how to work on tracks without overthinking. Guitarist Thomas Raji added that it was a dream come true to work with and learn from Morello and call him one of the greatest musicians ever. Wow. Uh, the song is from Monoskin's upcoming album, Rush, and it will be released on January 20th. James Hetfield of Metallica took to social media to call out imposter accounts. He wrote on the band's Twitter page, There are people online that have assumed my identity, spreading misinformation, and have caused damage to other people. There are imposter, uh, imposters and predators out there. <clears throat> and this is out of my control, but it is in your control. Who you choose to connect with. Please be careful on socials and vet people before getting in contact with them. I uh, said to be clear, I am not on any social media forms, Facebook, Instagram, etc. The only connection I have with social media is through the official Metallica website and official Metallica socials. So he's saying that the, that guy on LinkedIn who challenged you to a game of pickleball is probably not him. Maybe, maybe. I said, if you're following or communicating with someone who you think is or is portraying themselves as me, it's not me. And I hope this helps. How does he know he's him? Those who have been or are getting deceived are ashamed to talk about it. So uh, I think I still have a couple of people out there pretending to be me. Oh, yeah. I tried to get it to stop and nothing happened. These are Instagram accounts primarily, right? Yeah. 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 And they just pop up? Yeah. Are are, Are there any of them that are better at being you than you are? You know what? I haven't determined that yet. Yeah. What if they're so good at being you that you leave them up and you cancel your own account? Not a bad idea. Wait, so, and they just stayed? Yeah. Because I had one and I just constantly kept reporting it and then finally it was taken down. Well, I, I did report it several times and I got tired of doing that, so maybe I should just keep doing that? I don't know. Yeah. My, reporting it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. it was so annoying, though. Like, they just took, ripped every photo created a new account did under they, a different they, name. Did they provide w- were their comments or things that they well, made? Or you know what they, they, were were doing? They, they just simply replicated the pictures. Replicated the pictures, but they were tagging all of the, the people tagged in my photos. Huh. So people were contacting me going, hey, this isn't mm. you, just so you know, they're posting and tagging us. That's weird. And my, that's how I found out. My idiot reaches out to people and says, hey, how you doing? You know, this uh, DMs them. Uh, let's collab. Exactly. Yeah. And then I get response from those people going, hey, this dude's pretending to be, this is clearly not you. Because the verbiage they use is broken English. Ah. Uh, and it's a, it's a dead giveaway, so. Comrade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, and the one last story, Bono and The Edge are heading back to Dublin with David Letterman in a new special for Disney+. Plus. The streaming platform released a teaser trailer for Bono and The Edge, a sort of homecoming with David Letterman. In the 30-second clip, viewers see the U2 singer and guitarist sit down with the legendary late-night talk show host. Uh, they're even seen out and about, presumably, on the streets of Dublin. Additionally, Bono and The Edge are seen delivering a stripped-down performance of sorts. Uh, the title of the special is a nod to the U2 song, A Sort of Homecoming, the opening track from their 1984 studio album, The Unforgettable Fire, of course. And they perform that naked, you said? No, stripped down, uh, fewer instruments. Oh. A little uncomfortable to be completely naked here in front of David Letterman. <laughs> well, the way that we're seated and on these bar stools has a clean-on view of the crease between my testicles. And it is, as an artist, it's disconcerting, to say the least. Mm. But... but and now I understand he really wanted acoustic. Yeah, that's right. So my bad. 
Uh, while little else is known about the special, it does hit uh, Disney Plus on March 17th, which is St. Patrick's Day. And that's when they're releasing uh, uh, their album of uh, reworked songs. Which I'm very curious day. to hear. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I've liked what I've heard so far. Yeah, so... Uh, that's coming out too. And there you go. That's my last item in music news. Let us take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week prize and get out of here when we return. Stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with MMR's local shots. Here and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. President Steve radio program about to uh, wrap for today. And we definitely can't uh, leave. I mean, today is uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yes. Uh, they just did you see the statue they unveiled in Boston? I did. Pretty wild looking, right? It is. We. I. I, I think if you if you look at it from the right angle, uh, it makes sense. But a lot of people are saying like, from other. I mean, the whole idea of it is wonderful. I love yes. it. It's a little awkward looking from different vantage points. All right, then I, we, I haven't seen the right vantage point of it yet. Then yeah, yeah I need to uh, take a, yeah. another look. So, so it looks strange. You, you, it, yeah, it's I get about, what they're going for, embracing and so, so on. So there's 360 yeah. degrees in a circle. Yeah, about five of those, it looks right. Okay, yeah. and then and then <laughs> and then I mean, but I don't don't mean to impugn the the. It was uh, it's a great idea. Could have been executed a little bit. My eyes couldn't figure out what, what I was looking at until I saw the picture. Exactly. That it was uh, right. essentially taken from. Right. Okay. All right. I need to check that out. Uh, by the way, the memorial in uh, uh, Washington's really, really cool mm-hmm. uh, that they have for them. Remember they initially screwed that up and yeah. they had to fix it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the one that they got right out of the gate was Fonzie. Oh, they got, right yeah. out of the game. Remember that? Yeah, Fonzie. No, was it Fonzie or no, was it was Lucille Ball? Lucille Ball. What a disaster. Yeah. That's the one yeah. that you're like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. What she is that? Ball, she huh? looked like Squeaky Fromm. Yeah. Uh, but I want to play uh, I want to play a, um, a clip from Martin Luther King Jr. This one's still, I mean, I, I get uh, I get emotional when I hear this. It's just amazing. It's when we, the people in the public sphere were, were actually good at delivering orations. Yes. Here we go. I have a dream. And one day, even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Some amazing words. Yeah. Amazing words. So, um, we, oh, by the way, real quick, I would like to thank uh, our one and only guest today, Mr. Rob Zellum, who is yes. on the program from yeah. the Jet Propulsion Lab, Pasadena, California, uh, and he's an avid listener of the Preston and Steve show. And uh, he's what he does is he looks for exoplanets and he's looking for life yeah they're looking looking for signs of uh life on other planets and nasa wants you to help study planets around other stars uh you can do a quick search on uh nasa exoplanets and the jpl and you'll find out what he's looking for but essentially you can uh submit the data using 
uh, your own amateur telescope or even phones in some cases. And to fully appreciate what that kind of work can do to a human brain, he's a big fan of our show. I know, it's I know. Big. And uh, we have a link on presidentsteve.com for that information. But uh, the more people we can help out, the better. I, I love this idea. Because the sky yeah. is very, very big. The sky is the limit. Yes, it is. So... Uh, look at that. Ray Coob's here. Hey, hey, Sorry to bother you at work. No, you're all good. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Wonderful good. to see you. In for Dr. King's holiday. Yes. And, That's uh, why you could say Dr. Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. International. Yes. For Dr. Robert. Right he's got the, the holiday off. Yeah. And, and, you know, I listened to those words and uh, you played her a few minutes ago. And it's it's always stirring. Yeah. But through the years, I'm so fascinated with the whole that whole part of the story that there's a story there. If you if you take the time, you can find it all around it. All the people who were around him that day, right. leading up to the speech and afterwards. There's somebody who he handed the speech a copy of his speech to on his way off the off the the podium and uh-huh. stuff like that. And there's and there, all there, kinds of great stories. Paramount was was also, I mean, he was just talking from the heart. I mean, there was yeah. there were notes. But it wasn't like, say this, turn this, cockhead left. You know, it was, I mean, he was a, you know, he was used to speaking in front of, you know, uh, people. There's somebody who was comfortable with the crowd, yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. right? Was the was the mountaintop, uh, was that the same engagement? I will get to the mountaintop. No, we, that, no. That we had that right as well. Before, yeah. It was before he was killed. And he was, uh, there was a, um, a strike it was uh, sanitation workers, I believe, in Mississippi. He was there to support them. Okay. And that's when he gave that speech. I've got a clip of that, too. Let's play that as well. Here we go. We've got some difficult days ahead, but it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. And I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. I watched wow. Aretha over the weekend. I had no idea wow. that uh, he was a friend of their family hmm. growing up. Wow. I had no clue. We were privy to a great piece of oratory here on the show. And you, I think you know what we're talking about. No. Is there uh, some of the, uh, 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 you know, just improv that you have been known to, uh, been come to known as? One day, a piece of marble in D.C. There's something deep inside there. <laughs> Most definitely. All right, uh, Ray, would you like to help us with the letter of the day? I'd be thrilled to. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter... S, as in style. All right. I like it. This is a great prize. An Impractical Jokers Mega VIP prize pack. It includes the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to introduce Q, Murr, and Sal to the crowd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion on Friday, February 3rd, plus a meet-and-greet with the guys, backstage dressing room to chill in with some snacks and drinks. You'll get four of the best seats in the house. 
transportation to and from the show, and a merch pack as well. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, and Preston and Steve, we are presenting the Impractical Jokers Drive, 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 Drive Tour Friday, February 3rd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Tickets on sale now via Ticketmaster. So cool Excellent. stuff. Yep. Uh, speaking of cool stuff, what you got planned for today, Ray Coob? Well, I'm going to do my best to be late for everything because I'm <laughs> for Pierre Robert. Okay. And uh, I'll do the workforce blocks. I'm going to start them early and end them about 3 o'clock. All right. Excellent. Thank you very much, sir. And I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. Uh, the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets Fresh Foods Local Flavors. Tomorrow on our program... A Tuesday, so we'll give away the Preston Steve Show themed tattoo. And apparently, we are having a 2020 intern reunion tomorrow. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So one of the interns, because it was around COVID time, yep. didn't get to get a send off. Oh. And we normally have our interns uh, on for a quick interview. Yeah, that's only fair. So we're going to do that, and we're reuniting some of our 2020. <laughs> Are we going to know these people? Interns, of course we will. I don't know. <laughs> okay. We'll find out tomorrow. That's it. We're like we're, family. We're done. Ray, John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Bread Isle, are you ready to rock? Dave's Killer Bread is the country's number one organic bread for a reason. Always delivering killer taste, killer texture, and killer nutrition. This isn't bread. This is bread amplified.